it's it's for the revenue of the state. Every state has its revenue. And that's a part of this one. I mean, when you look at it, for every dollar that they collect in child support, 60 cents goes towards an incentive for every person that collected in that pool. What the fuck? So that's the county clerk, that's the judge, the bailiff, all of them, their paychecks and salaries are getting paid by that. So when it comes down to the issue, it's all about money. It is all about money. And people say it's not. But if you look at the true bylaws of how this thing is written up, it's not in the best interest of the mom or the the children. It's in best interest of the corporation, the state, because they are on um, Dun and Bart. What is it? The the wall that one financial magazine or whatever it is. It's listed as a corporation. It is a business entity It is not a government entity at all. The court is a business entity. Child support. All of that is the federal government, oh my God. the state, because we're supposed to, it's supposed to be territories, not a corporation. Um, and I do have that information. Um, actually, it was provided to me. I hope you guys can still see me. I'm trying to click into the other mm-hmm. um, stuff that I have because I had a vet send uh, send me some information as well as the vet group that I'm a part of, the disabled vet group on uh, Facebook. And it's one of those things. It's a corporation. It is a corporation. It's on the Dunham Brass Street. Um, you can look it up. You'll see them in there. It'll say corporation. Doesn't say anything other than that. It says corporation. Yeah, because as a business entity. Because I heard vets get pretty screwed with child support and like custody and. Oh no, they do. Um, they really do. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And right now, this um, because they threw me in jail. Now I have right for suit. You like, have I what? Have, um, because they, they threw me in jail or pretty much like, you know, debitor's prison for contempt of court because I wouldn't ask a question underneath my Fifth Amendment rights, my federally protected rights under 38 U.S.C. Section 511, the, the VA protocol on apportionment, which is the CFR 38.3.450 uh, subsection B. Um, they're federally protected, and in the family code for the state of Texas is unconstitutional because it doesn't have anything to do like a state cannot overrule federal. I mean, if so, then the president wouldn't mean shit. None of the federal gu- guidelines would be nothing. Um, and this is constitutionally protected, and they violated that. And I challenged the constitutionality of the state statute, and that was another part that really pissed off the judge because, yeah. <laughs> You're just making a ton of friends, ain't you? Well, that's the thing, though, and, I, and I was respectful. I said, Your Honor, you know, with all due respect, I object. You know, I kept saying that. I kept telling it that way. And the next thing I know, it's next. It, it well, he started talking up. over me, and then it's just it became one thing after another. Donation money, hey dude, about that form we got. Been crazy week. Best for you. What's the best way to transfer it to you? Oh, I didn't know he sent me that yesterday. Thrown in um, because I've also set up a um, a go send or give send go fund too as well. Oh, okay. dude, drop link, us that link. link down below. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm trying to pop up all these links right now because I've already, um, when I did uh, Pop's podcast, the, you know, last mm-hmm. time, oh, yeah. it, uh, there was donations that came in from that. Um, I'm definitely I'm helping that. out with um, <clears throat> the, the cost and everything. And yeah, that's legit. Know, we just had him on Friday. Say that again? So we just had Pop on Friday. Oh, really? Thursday or something, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah he's a uh, log in right now so I can get that link so I can share it. Um, yeah. Okay, now I don't need a new password. <laughs> it's always how it goes. You got to update five different things. That's the uh, the first thing it says is update the password. I'm like, what? oh my god. Oh, I got to verify my ID. That's what it is. That's that's why this thing hasn't taken off. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll get you. you didn't have your cat card. <laughs> Ain't. Well, that's the thing. I have my government issue photo uh, ID. Oh, shoot. Where did... Said they need your social and everything so they can yoink your shit when you get paid. Need you to take a DNA test. Is real that quick. card now? I'm thinking about it because I am misplaced it and I'm like, what the hell? I can't misplace mm-hmm. my ID because that's 100% like. Uh, no. That's my, oh, that's my 100% like disabled veterans ID. Oh, sensitive item right there. Yeah, we're good, dude. Let's see. I'm gonna try to see if I can pull this from picture. No, I don't have pictures of it. Maybe we can get a double arm interval, Trev, and just fucking comb out, see if we can find it. <laughs> the update ID later. I'm, I'm gonna have to update that double later. Double arm interval. <laughs> New campaign. All right, here I got it now. So it's gotta go to the share button. Oh man. Let's see, email wise. Let's see. Always. Oh, there's so many accounts I gotta add. What the hell? But anything involving money, you gotta give an arm and a leg for. Oh, dude. There we go. I got that, and then go back to you guys. And then where do I drop this? I just drop it in the comments. Yeah, I'll pick it up through there. That's fine. Like, yeah, do you guys see it right there in the private chat? Yeah, money. Oh hell yeah! Because I put down, like I don't know exactly how much this is all gonna cost. So I threw a relatively just number in there, and I yeah, threw really... just my story behind it. You know, just yeah. in a snapshot, because I didn't want to get too much out there. Because I'm also, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a certified digital marketer, um, as oh, of last semester funny. out of St. Edward's. So, and I'm also the uh, Hilltoppers Veteran Society vice president trying to stand up the, the veterans group there because they really need it. Veterans are kind of moving around about and not having no representation. Like we're the representation now. There's only one guy there, but when you go to school, the certifications, you know, all that stuff that veterans have to process through, there is no priority enrollment. And we all know that VA has to get that stuff on point. So your money drops that, that month when you need it. And it's it's been a hassle. We've come a long way. We've gotten a lot of great entrepreneurs in the Austin area that actually have came out, you know, done some talks. Um, so we're we're building the program. I mean, it's we're a mix of army, um, mil, um, how would I say it, spouses of mm-hmm. you know veterans, oh, hell marines. Yeah. Um, we have alumni and advisors and faculty a part of that. So it's been it's been a great thing so far. We're trying to build. We love that, bro. Well, let's let's get started, and we'll get uh get your background and everything. Let people. Yeah, I want to hear this story, man. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Welcome back, everybody. Mind over matter. Forty nine, I believe, nearing that fifty mark. Yes, sir. Yes, Uh sir. 
we got a pretty special guest on. We just had a uh, pop on last Thursday. You guys will be seeing that soon. But uh, Rudy here was a guest on his show, and I figured let me send a let me send an invite over to him and over to Pop. Just scrolled through Pop's following lists and found you on Twitter. So reached oh, out, yeah. hopped on, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, how you doing today, man? Ah, uh, pretty good, pretty good. You know, had a nice COD session last night. Got some coffee this morning from Dutch Bros. <laughs> Just, you know, putting the mind at ease. Going to hit up some meditation later on. Oh, yeah. That's oh, how it goes, yeah, man, that meditation. How about you, Kev, man? How you feeling? No, I'm great. Um, I'm told Rudy has a really interesting story, and I'm really excited to get into it because yeah. I'm always down to hear a cool story, man. I'm, yeah, I don't know, I'm, man. I'm looking forward to hearing. That's what I can say. Yeah, this is a big episode about raising awareness here because that's what we're doing here. But for the vets out there, we're trying to help, man. If you guys need some help, hit me up. All my links are everywhere. Go to our website there. It's on the screen. Shoot me a DM, whatever it is, because <clears throat> Rudy will tell you here we need some more representation. Yo, man. yo. <laughs> you can never not need enough representation, especially <laughs> in the veteran community, because I think our voices sometimes get drowned out by the the uh, money grab or just people trying to say they're doing the right thing, but they just want to line their pockets with something a little bit heavier or just yeah. the factor that everybody wants to say they care. But when it comes to the reality of it, do we really see it? Is it really there? And then how much do we actually have to fight for it to move that forward to get veterans the, the dedication and support they need? No, you're right. There's so much grifting with veterans, too, because it's like an easy it's low hanging fruit for politicians like yep. vets are are not a group that it's popular to come out against. And then it's like, well, OK, it's so easy to just say, oh, yeah, we're we're in support of them. But it's like, what are you really doing? A whole lot of nothing. Exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. I've been following this on Twitter and I see all these new military campaigns. Um, I was a recruiter for three years out in Houston with the Marine Force. I mean. It's we want we want to feed the machine, but at the same time, the, once once those guys get out of the machine, what's going on next? You know, what I mean, the VA. I mean, I, I've had an awesome experience with the VA. I cannot lie, as most veterans probably don't. Um, I've been the thing for me is I always stay ten steps ahead of what's coming next. Like I'm on my paperwork, I'm there, I'm I'm knocking on the door, I'm, I'm making the phone calls. Hey, you guys haven't processed it? Process it. Oh, you want? Okay, you want? My email is not getting answered. Okay, I'm walking down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, let me talk to your, your guys here because uh, you guys need to push this because this is what we are told once we exit out. I mean, every service has a that what for the Marine Corps wise, it's the you know, TRS, um, you know, the transition readiness system that was in place by Congress um, to help, you know, Marines transit out. And I know the Army has its process. So is the Navy. And oh, those are getting yeah. better than what they have been because they man there was not very much there and that's where we have a lot of veterans issues today i'd hate to see what it used to look like then because i mean i didn't think ours was anything <laughs> special you know i mean i felt i uh, prepared i guess a little bit but i think they could have done more oh no you're right they, they could have done a lot more i know when i went to my trs classes i was got with staff so i was mixed in with officers and all that stuff and it was totally two different realms like with anybody that's e5 or below that's prepare your resume do a couple interview things here's my card from the va but they're not even associated with the va because they're they're just in 
a third party that's getting paid to represent because they studied the information, but they're not, they don't have the .gov, VA.gov is not on that card. So whenever you're trying to get official VA business, you actually have to go to the VA to see that VSO. And a lot of veterans don't want to do it because I mean, PTSD, uh, TBI, you know, they've had issues where they're transiting out because it's their time because the percentage that actually do 20 years is very low. And the ones that get out, you know, it's like, um, it was said before by the, you know, the commandant, you know, the smart ones are tired of dealing with the bullshit and they decide to get out and do better things. Yeah. And that's the one thing I can take and attribute to that. It was kind of my decision after 13 years myself was, you know what? Military is great. I love this. I love being a Marine. I am fucking gung ho the entire way, but I want to challenge myself now because it's time to move on. I don't want to be, you know, if you ever watched uh, Billy Madison with uh, Adam Sandler, I didn't want to be that guy (laughs) in the classroom, you know, and then all these 19 year olds going, what what am I doing here? That's how I felt. Yeah. I got out and started going into college. You know, I only had one, one class in person to get the full full time benefits. And dude, all those classes were brutal, man. I've only did two in person and each one is because I'm still in the associates range. I'm still not done with my associates. So I'm I'm in there with like there's kids in high school there, like walking across the street, dual enrollment, walking across the street from high school into college. Seven. Like, oh, my God. Like, what? oh, no, oh, that wow. is true. I think that was my last class come over at St. Edwards and it's a private university. I mean, the, I like the class sizes because it is just like how it is in the military. It's small enough so you can get that individualized attention. You know, you don't get no, no ass chewings, but, you know, they're going to they're going to definitely <laughs> learn. And, you know, it's it's paid for by the VA. I mean, it, the, I'm using the VRE program, the chapter uh, 33. I've already used my post on 11 up. Um, I've gotten two associates out of that one because transferring credits between California and Texas was a some found it, some didn't. So, you know, I did the, the next best thing, got another associates. Uh, when I moved it back into Texas, so now I'm pursuing my bachelor's. Um, I'm only two semesters away right now. Uh, I'm sure oh, be yeah. graduating soon. And then, yeah. Dude, that's the same thing with me. I did AMU during the Army because they said it's regionally accredited. <laughs> and they now, said it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Now well, that's I'm like, that's like doing Phoenix, you know, Phoenix University online. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, I got, I've already done English too. Now I got to go back and take English one because they don't credit my writing relevancy or whatever the hell from AMU. So I'm somehow I'm done with English two, but I got to go back and take English one. That's English one's the prerequisite. How did you that? Think, even yeah, you think that'd be enough? <laughs> oh man! But so, yeah, thirteen years though you did in the Marine Corps. Yes, sir. You do not hear a lot of people getting out at thirteen years. It's kind of that. I got to do seven more. Oh, oh no, that's the thing. Everybody asked me because everybody knew at that point, or just they knowing of my background into that point, where like you're a lifer, we don't see that. You know, that's you. That is that is what you're meant to do. Um, and it came with some adversity um, within the thirteenth year. I can say, like Pop said, dick thinking. Um, That'll well, get you. So. That's one of those things there. I can I can attribute some of that to it, but at the same time, I can say leadership. And just as you guys know, 
you have great leadership within your ranks and then you have leadership that you don't want to be nowhere around that yeah. a lot of guys have a lot of issues that we currently face as veterans once we get out and it's something that makes it hard to really digest and be able to speak on because no one wants to believe that oh they wouldn't do that i'm sorry toxic leadership does happen and yeah. i know whenever i was a staff sergeant my biggest thing was taking care of my marines making sure that that you know i protected them from the shit. you know no matter how much shit i got but you know i i i didn't follow suit as they say i was gonna say over. that's a no-go man <laughs> I mean, Take, I looking after your marines that. no yeah, that, that ain't gonna right. work you, chief yeah you <laughs> there's there's the door one of the biggest things for me was yeah i i did right by my marines i did you know i followed what you're supposed to do integrity honor courage commitment you know everything that you were told to be as a leader and how you should stand strong the times changed where all the political aspects were in that officer rank went down into the enlisteds because this whole new political escapade where we went from obama to trump and then to our new commander and butt chief but you know yeah yeah that's it, it, you see the transition and i'm pretty sure during your guys's time as well you've seen that transition where the leadership just was great and the next moment you're like whoa um do i even want to stay in anymore like this makes that's, no i mean sense. that's what everyone got out for man yeah right i mean you could feel the morale just take a fucking shotgun to the head when joey b was elected dude oh. it was ridiculous it's like you could see everyone's shoulders visibly just fucking. <laughs> oh, here we go. And that's that's the biggest thing in my unit. Before I left, they brought in a career retention specialist to raise the enlistment rate because we had one of the worst enlistment rates um, for just anybody four years, eight years. I mean, 10 years of that pinnacle where you make that decision. Hey, I'm going to stay in this a long haul. Or I'm going to get the hell out. For me, I, I made that decision. Hey, let's do it. You know, I'm staff. I'm doing great things. I'm on the fast track to, you know, to Gunny. So why not? Let's go out on another recruiting tour, do the Twilight tour, then get out at 20. Um, things changed. Dick thinking happened. You know, the the person involved with that was trying to blackmail and extort me. Um, oh my God. We, me and my lawyer, we proved all that wrong. Um, so yeah let's just say that my leadership at that time if this is two years ago they would have had my back fully but the leadership that i had at that time did not give two shits let's just say that you know they say there's there's one side the other side and there's the truth yeah but they wanted to listen to just one side they didn't want to hear the truth they were trying to go we're processing you out because at that time we had a commanding general that leadership was i think in honesty, just shitty. And he was trying to make examples out of everybody. And this is when that time came in the Marine Corps, they were cutting the fat. And this was a lot of senior staff that was getting cut for no reason. And then they went to this issue where we don't have leadership. Now we're trying to promote through the ranks. And then you have unexperienced leaders going into these ranks. And then you hear all the stuff you hear nowadays, like what's in the news where there's sex trafficking there's drugs there's rape there's murder and you're like how could that ever really be a part of the military it's because we're they're not doing their due diligence as leaders to actually stand up 
I mean, it's the same thing like the lieutenant colonel last time, and I'm pretty sure you guys know about it from the Marine Corps that asked for accountability. You know. Oh God, what was his name? Stuart something. I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Like, and and they took. I mean, tw all his time because yeah. he stood for the right values. He had moral mm -hmm. ethics and code, and it was just stripped. When I saw that that Afghanistan happen, because like our unit was over there helping with that, right? And I looked on Twitter and I just seen like what a just shit show it was. And I'm like, bro, this is so ass. Imagine, like, imagine we lose anything. We don't have accountability over a quarter inch wrench. The whole army, they'll ground the entire fleet. But this yeah. happens and no one gets in trouble. Like nothing. That's the weird thing I think about it. Like. How much gear do we know is in Afghanistan currently? Oh, yeah. Millions <laughs> and millions of dollars. We, we break ton. one thing. We're getting an NJP Article 15. We are out of country. We're going bye-bye. We're yeah. oh, but we can just bro. leave all that there, and no one is held to blame. Let you it's dull ridiculous. your firing pin, bro. Catch an Article 15, bro. I mean, shoot, even the simplest of trying to, you know, get an extra box of MREs and your, your chow hall chief gets pissed off, you get screwed. I mean, you're out there on a mission for 30 days out there outside the wire and you want some MREs because you need them. You know, you, you got to file paperwork. Even then, if you're slick, because we all know that, you know, gear drift is a gift. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when it comes to that one. Mm. Shit, I remember my dad telling me. My dad uh, works at a college out in Colorado. It's a very blue area. And um, a lot of his coworkers knew that I was in the Army. And when Trump was in office, they would just say, like, I'm sorry your son's in. It must be so horrible. And I'm like, bro, that was the best time to be in when Trump, when Trump was in office. Oh, yeah. Like, at least if, like, if I got captured overseas, at least I know he would come get me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he would send like team six or something just to come take care of it. Oh, he would send everyone and their mother to come. I mean, my mom has better benefits. Like, and then everybody, we all know we have military benefits, but we had more on a budget to actually do something with. The gear that we actually got worked did not break because of the low budget contracting to get gear. I mean, because we all know that military gear. Sometimes can be great. Sometimes can be horrible. Depends on when that budget hit for the fiscal year and it's who bought it. Either or. It's great or it's horrible, bro. Yeah. There ain't no Trump, we actually had the right gear. We had – this is when the the, uh, M the M27 came in for our AIR rifles, the new scopes. I mean, we had the stuff that made us lethal and efficient in a battlefield. And then that changed over and – we're trying to find out where the parts are coming from and how we're going to source this shit now. No, good luck fucking figuring that out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hell no, man. No, my mom was freaking out when I was trying to join because that was right when Trump was getting elected. And she's like, you know, like people are going to hate you. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, why would they hate me? <laughs> like, oh, that, is, that is true. What the man. fuck? And yeah, no, and that's how it felt when getting out. It's like, man, not, because of all that, that's exactly how I thought. I didn't want to go to a store. I didn't want to wear any military gear, anything that had a flag on it, anything that told anyone else that I'm Army. And I still don't like doing it. Anything that told anyone that I was former military. Like, I, oh, I'm no, not letting I, anyone I, know. I think that's how it was in the beginning. Like, you don't want to wear the Motard gear. 
you know, because you're like that E1 and E3, and you, you get laughed at by every other E3 or, you know, in, in your <laughs> rank. You don't wear that, you know, this is Army T-shirt or, or, you know, Marine Corps T-shirt where it's just motivating. You're like, hell yeah. But I think after a while, for me, I was like, I really don't care what you think. I represent yeah. something that gives you that ability to say that or do that. And I fight yeah. for that right. And I fight for anybody's right in that same. But, you know, for me, I, I'll wear the shirts. I'll wear it proudly enough because I'm proud to be an American. You know, yes, if we look sir. at the, the true history of this country and how things really were developed without all the left or right bullshit, you'll figure out America is the only country where you can do this. Go do that in another country. I guarantee you won't. I guarantee yeah. you no. out of the road. I guarantee you wind up in a prison locked up in a hole in, in somewhere that you will not think twice. I mean, look at it. The Was it uh, Brittany Garner? Yeah, Garner. Oh, yeah. Them? She changed her tune now. She's proud to be an American now. Everyone yeah. bitching about America has never left. That's one thing I noticed pretty quickly. It's like, bro, well, you step foot on that desert soil, and you're like, son of a bitch. I was, I was totally that kid after basic training, though. I had the giant camo backpack. Oh, that one? <laughs> oh, dude. It was, yeah, oh my God. I was like four feet fucking tall, too, bro. I think I still have it, actually, but yeah. We, we have those times, man. Can we can we get into the court thing then a little bit? Yeah, no, let's, you got out? let's get into the, like, the background, like a little bit where you're from, how you were raised yeah. and shit, and then uh, uh, kind of well, lead into the Army and all that shit, or the uh, Marines. So I got my, my little service animal over here right next to me. He's freaking being attention. He wants to be attention <laughs> right now. I'm like, dude, okay, back up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but no, I mean, I, I'm originally raised from a small town, Gonzales, Texas. Um, if you've ever heard of Come and Take It? That's where it comes from. Oh, okay. um, the first shots of the independence of the Republic of Texas at that time uh, versus Santa Ana. So we are very proud to come from there. Um, small town, 7,000 population. I think I was out of the graduating class of 200, which was the most at that time. A thousand? Oh. No, no, uh, two th 200 was the graduating class. And the population's at 7,000. Oh, 7,000. Okay, okay. So everybody knows everybody. Um, Jeez. <laughs> decided to join the Marine Corps at an early age, right out of high school. Hell yeah. Um, did, you know, did my time. I've done three, uh, three different tours overseas for combat, uh, two to Iraq, one to Afghanistan. Um, I've been to 23 different countries and training aspects within the Marine Corps uh, career. I did a recruiting stint out in Houston uh, to put in some of the best and the brightest out there. Um, I know that everybody <laughs> wants to wear the crayon eaters. Hey, my favorite ones are red, just in case you guys want to know. Oh, um, I wish I had known. I would have prepared um, some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, leading up to that, I mean, during my time in the military was the divorce on my last deployment. Um, so I was actually deployed overseas during my divorce. So fighting time zones and you know, being it being like one, two o'clock there in Iraq and it being, you know, eight, nine o'clock back in Texas. Nope. So I didn't really have the aspect to do a video conference. It was pretty much an email basis at a, the whole time. Did you plan um, on getting divorced when you left? Like, no, yeah, I did. I, I was one of the for it. Um, a lot of things happened. Um, I was very unhappy at that point. And I wanted to, whenever you see your yourself in a picture and you can't see happiness, you don't see a smile on your face. You look like right now I look pretty young. 
Yeah, no, you wouldn't reverse that by like 10 years is how I looked in those pictures. Because oh. my mentality at that point was more for my kids than myself. And rightfully so, I'm a father. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to have self-care. Um, and I had so many people telling me, you know, you, you, if you're not happy, you need to go. You know, you can be a great father and not be with somebody that's going to drive you into the dirt, you know, not make you happy. So I made the hard decision on that one um, during my recruiting stint um, to do the separations and then go into divorce. Uh, that thing was dragged out about $13,000 later. Finally, I got that put to bed. Oh, my God. Um, 13 grand. That's how much that divorce Jeez. cost. And she she drug it out purposely for that 10 year oh. mark. Where she I was going to say uh, it had to be contested, bro. Yeah. Yeah. She came after the, the retirement aspect. And then I, you know, oh. at that time, the lawyer hit her with the high 36 that she could only get to a certain rank, a certain time that we were actually um, together physically. So if she did get awarded anything, it'd be like $236 a month out of my retirement, which most don't because most half the retirement goes um, divorce that the next thing you know, you know, I'm stationed in California. My kids are here in Texas, over in Bear County, San Antonio. I travel back and forth to go see them from California. I drive 19 hours. Whenever we get leave, I get three days of leave or a week or, you know, your Christmas time when you take a week or so. I'll drive all the way from California. Or I did at that time, 19 hours straight drive, four gas stops on the way. Um, you know, get hotels, spend time, you know, with my kids and then drive all the way back. Um and, and still to this day, I mean, my biggest thing is, I mean, she's only took them in to see me one time halfway, and that was for Father's Day last year. And the crazy Making part Making progress? Right now, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's it, you would say it's progress, but from 2016 to now, only one time. Every other yeah, time between awesome. flights, travel, maintenance costs, it's been me on me to put that bill. And the uh, AAG... Whenever I ask them, what about my expenditure cost? You know, doesn't that play a part? Because whenever I ask the questions in court to cross-examine, um, you know, let's set up a basis of financial responsibility here because you're telling me that she has all of these expenses. But what about my maintenance costs, my travel time? Like, doesn't that count in anything as well? Because that takes away from the money. You know, you say all that yeah. stuff for her, but whenever I'm trying to prove it, you object to it and say it's not relevant. Um, I think it is pretty relevant to see what both sides of the house are bringing money in. And at that time, deem who, you know, who's liable for certain aspects of this. So that went into a battle there for that one. Um, they kept turning me down on that one, trying to establish the financial basis um, in court to go look. And this is where I found out she actually had veterans benefits. Because I asked the question, are there any additional, you know, are you receiving any additional income? Um, other than work, and she came out with it. I get VA disability. How Shocker fuck? to me, because I mean, I know she's a veteran. She's a Navy veteran, um, but at the same time, that came out. It's on record. I didn't ask for the amount like they did me, and this is the the part that's I think the most construed of it all. Because whenever they put me on stand, the first thing they asked me was what my, what was my VA award? What was the amount? What was the number? But let's take it back maybe a little bit before that. The, the opposing counsel actually admitted into evidence the denial letter from the VA that my ex-wife got sent 
that says zero portion of my benefits go to her or the children. And then she has a certain timeline to appeal this before the Veteran Board of Appeals in Washington, D.C. You have 60 days. That was May 16th of this year. And then the day that I, the day before I got out was the 60 day mark to appeal it. I haven't got anything for a rebuttal. I don't think she went to Washington, D.C., got a lawyer out there and then appealed that because that process is pretty lengthy. Um, so the AEG kept hitting me up on that question and they, they phrased it different ways. And I kept objecting to the relevance. I kept objecting, asserting my rights under 38 USC Section 511, the CR, CFR 38 3.450 uh, subsection Bravo that gives the veterans just like us that protection federally um, to not get railroad in this process. And then my award amount is redacted because that's part of my Fifth Amendment rights to not self-incriminate um, and to protect myself. And I kept reasserting those rights over and over and over again. You know, objection, Your Honor, under 38 U.S.C. Section 511, this precludes anything of that nature to be awarded because none of you are accredited. And then I pointed to each one of them. I, I called them out. You're not accredited, Mr. AOG. You're not accredited, Mr. Rand. And Your Honor, with all due respect, you were not accredited with the VA as my search last night prior to this court. So no one here has authorization or any ability to prosecute or adjudicate anything about my VA benefits at this current time. At the same time, under CFR 38 3.45 subsection Bravo, the VA protocol states you have to be accredited and the only accreditation is through the Texas Veterans Commission and they're not a part of this case. So with that, I don't have to answer that question. Because so they were they were trying to get your so they were trying to get your VA amount that you were getting from the VA. Yes, you know when we get our awards benefit letter and it says our percentage and how much we receive, okay. and all yeah. the other stuff in that letter, that's where they were. And trying they wanted to that. So, yeah, they wanted that so they could take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's the biggest yeah. thing. They wanted to take that number to add in the child ch ch calculations for support. Mm -hmm. And that raises the amount, even though, and this is a crazy part. I filed my paperwork when I first moved back to Texas, the non-custodial affidavit for direct payment to her. She never reported for three years that I paid her child support. So I Wait. had all my LESs. I had all my bank statements. I turned that into the North Austin unit in Pflugerville with their stamp on it. I still have to this day, the original hardcore documents. And I also have other copies that are certified and notarized by them that they took those documents and said, we'll get a court date for you. We're going to work this up. Nothing happened until this year or last year, August timeframe when they served me. And even then, I even got a, a letter from the OAG that says you are due for a decrease and a review of your award or your child support. So and she I, was I put that into evidence. She was trying to, I'm sorry. She was trying to say that you hadn't paid child support for three years, but you had on their record. That's what they're trying to say. Oh, my! they're God. trying to say that I didn't pay no child support for three years, but I have all records. I set up an allotment. Like my first starting was like, because in the beginning I was paying too much when I was a staff and they were afraid that I was going to wind up going into, you know, debt by paying additionally than what my child support amount was because my kids like, 
I'm going to provide for them everything I can. I want them to have a better life than I ever had. And especially I know going through that divorce, their mentality is at play. So I, I put them in sports programs, you know, MMA programs so that they can do something externally to help their mindset during this time. They said, you know what, you need to set up an allotment. You need to change your bank account. You need to establish this now because it's going to get worse before it gets better. And as much as you think you can trust her now, just wait. It's going to happen. We see this all the time. So trust me, Maureen, get this done or we're going to wind up charging you. We're going to write you up. And I got threatened with a write up. You know, I would get. um, (laughs) If that'll tell you how often this shit happens, bro, I don't know what does. So that's where I was like, okay, I did everything they said. I have all my paperwork that substantiates everything. I turned it in. So that's one thing. Three years. That's 6% simple interest on $17.59 a month. That's a lot of money. $1,700. Your whole BAH, bro. That right there, $17.59 was calculated from whenever I was overseas. So they used my imminent danger pay, all that together to make that award. It's the oldest trick in the book. Oh, my God, dude. And that's the thing. It's, It's like, you know, I have no problem paying child support for my kids. I have no problem doing it. But let's do things the right way. Let's let's put it on the books that it's actually the right thing to do. And you send me a letter for OAG saying you're going to decrease this. We're going to review this. Hold your word and honor that. Because, I mean, that's what I honored my oath as when I when I enlisted and when I reenlisted and I reenlisted and I reenlisted underneath the Constitution of the United States was to support, you know, protect and defend it. And that means everybody, whether they hate the flag, they burn it. They love this country. Doesn't matter. That's what we signed up to do. That's what we're doing. And all I ask is that you honor your word by that letter. And that it's in my my attachment, my due process affidavit um, that I've gotten from the. I'm part of the disabled veteran support group on Facebook. Uh, Mr. Parsons has been extremely instrumental in the process of helping me give me ass chewings. You know, because he's also, you know, a vet. But it's been helpful moving it forward because veterans do not know this information. They have no idea what an apportionment is. They don't, they don't know. I no idea that you do not have to disclose your VA amount. That is your to right. Anyone. Yeah. To no one. And yet the family codes of these states, especially in Texas, will say you have to include that a part of your amount underneath the family code. Um, you know, their subsection, you know, and it makes no sense. Like, it makes no sense that that's even part of that. And I challenge the constitutionality, and this is where I'm going to go back to kind of lead in the story. I don't want to get to a tangent. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, you know, he asked that question. I pointed at each one of them. I told him they're not accredited with the VA. You have no rights to, and then that's why they threw a war, they threw numbers to see if I'd pick up on it, to see if they can get something out of me. 3,000, 4,000. I'm like, Again, I'm going to reassert my rights here. I object. The irrelevance of this is not relevant at all. That's where the judge kept telling me, you have a standing objection. And I was like, I'm not a lawyer, but I can research the best of anybody. And you know what I mean? And now after this, I'm going to, I'm, my next degree is going to be in law. Is It just makes more sense to, to give veterans a fighting chance and be that support system there for them. And then take it, you know, bend them over and just give them the green weenie for once. I was so going to say that way it makes more sense because the mentality, I would say, best 
it plays a lot on a mind on, on the mind of a veteran going through things like this. And like Pop said on his podcast, you know, family, you know, this stuff and financial aspects lead to, you know, veterans committing suicide all the time. The number one killer yeah. of veterans is this right now. It's not being overseas. No, we have, we no. have a higher survivability rating overseas than we do in our own justice system currently right now underneath that. And it's yeah, sad. That's what I was going to ask is how, how you, how you're making it through all this. Cause dude, if I had to go through that, I I'm divorced myself, some infidelity while I was overseas, but I was, no, dude, that was, yeah, up, too, too. you wouldn't yeah. believe it in the military, but. It yeah. Oh no, say it is not so, sir. Say it is not, not so. Not <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's like, so I came back. I I did my thing. I was lucky that I only had to pay nine hundred bucks for a lawyer, and I thought that was bad. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all even doing? But I'd rather pay it than do it the wrong way. And mm-hmm. um, my mentality after it, man, I was I was pretty damn close to committing suicide. Pretty damn close. So I, like, I don't know how. I only applaud you, man. It's unbelievable how you made it through all this and still continue to go because this shit is, I mean, I don't know how I do this. Like, yeah, Pop says it all the time, and I thought about it too. It's just that you have to drop your kid off every week or whatever it is, every other week. Every time you go and drop your kid off, you're just losing them again. Yeah, You have to deal with it again. And that's the hardest part of it all. And in the beginning um, of everything, that's where it really played in my psyche. Um, because in the Marine Corps, you, you can't, you get, you don't see a Marine smiling in his photos. You know what I mean? You have to keep a straight face. You have to have that resting bitch face. You have to be serious, hardcore. There's no emotions because the moment we get emotional like that, we lose our brothers in arms on any side of the military house. So we have to keep us, you know, a sharp mindset. And the one thing the Marine Corps says is still sharp and steel. So I have, I've had great mentors. I've been through a lot of adversity growing up in my life. Um, and it's just something inside me that says, continue going. There's no point for me to give up now and to prove everybody wrong because I've done that growing up. My entire life has proved everybody wrong. When they said I couldn't do it, I did it. And then I did it again. And I, I, I humbly was just like, you told me I couldn't, but I am doing it and I'm doing it better than you ever expected. So what does that say? But in, in, in the getting back to what you're saying, like, in the beginning, it was hard. I mean, it played a lot. I mean, I did start drinking a little bit when I was in the military. Um, like all military, you know, guys drink. I mean, we're not going to get you. I say we're not perfect angels on that one. But <laughs> I would drink a little bit more. You know, it did never, you know, it never, never affected my job or anything like that. And, you know, it's just, I've always, I, I would drink, you know, socially, stuff like that. But I would drink a little bit more because it, I was, Honestly, sad. I mean, I never thought that I would ever be as a father apart from my kids ever. That wasn't never my thought going into having kids, getting married, none of that. But at the end of the day, I had to make the hard choice to go, you know what? I'm not happy. As much as I want to stay there for the kids, I want them to know that they can be happy no matter what. And they don't have to settle. They don't have to settle for mediocrity. They don't have to settle for somebody that's just not going to be in their life to make them happy. And you can be a co-parent. Like I can be a co-parent with them and still be happy. My kids flourish because right now they are. My son is in football. He's got a 4.0 GPA right now, an AVID program. This kid is on track to doing college courses when he's a senior. My daughter is studying Japanese. She's doing great things. My little one right now, 
like I've never at once had to discipline them in any fashion that you would, you know, spanking. I've never laid one hand on them, period. I just look at them. They're like, oh, shit, that's mad. That's it. That look. They've, they've, I've, I've been blessed. I knock on wood for that because through everything they've they've came through and, and, and fought with and dealt with, I've always been there. I've only been a phone call, a text message, a FaceTime away, or I'll drive 19 hours to see him for three days or even a day to let them know that your father's there for you no matter what. I'm not abandoning you. And I didn't really have not told them the full story disclosure about what really happened because I don't think they're old enough yet to understand it. But time comes and they will understand why. Um, it was, you got to think about it. And everybody tells you, you have to be happy. You have to have, you have to love yourself enough to know that let go of something that is not bringing you happiness in your life. And if you can't do that, you're going to be miserable for the rest of it. And yeah, I didn't that want was, my kids to think that. Yeah, I was on the same boat too because my parents are still together, dude. They're the 55, 50. And they're, I mean, they've been together the best role models for a marriage. And dude, I never once thought that I would end up being divorced. And then I was going through that and even still trying to get through all this shit, like with the facts laid out in front of my face. Like fucking Kevin was literally in front of my house. Bro, I was overseas. Kevin was literally in front of my house taking pictures of this dude's car because I didn't believe him. At like six o'clock on a Sunday morning, too. Must, yeah. must be over there doing PT, bro. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's, the fun, that's the crazy part. I came back to that. I came back to divorce papers on my first deployment. Uh, for my ex, I was, you know, we were barely married, 18, 19 years old. You know, the, the typical story you hear, don't get married before deployment, Marine. Yeah. Trying to get that BAH, Sarge. What are you talking about? Oh, no. and, that's, <laughs> and, and that's the funny part, because at that point, I was, I was stationed in 29 Palms. I didn't mind it. I grew up in a small town. I'm a country boy. So I'm just going to go fuck around in the desert if I need to. It doesn't really bother me for that, but for any money. It just for me, I wanted to be with somebody I wanted, you know, I wanted to be with in the typical love story, however you might call it. But yeah. and for a year and a half, we yeah. never lived together because she was actually stationed uh, down over in Coronado, she uh, which is like too. three hours away from me in the, in California. Uh, so I made those drives all the way down there, three hour drives one way. You know, I, I put myself out there to do so much to come to and my buddy Reyes. Um, He's like a brother from another mother, you know, out of boot camp, training school. This guy was with me the 100% of the way, always right there next to me, you know. And he knows his story well enough. He knows exactly how everything went down. And I made the, the ultimate choice in the long run to go, you know what, my happiness is more important than, you know, anything else in this world because I don't want to be a shell of myself, especially if anything yeah. else. That's um, what I was realizing is, yeah, I wasn't even me anymore. I'm bitching constantly. Nothing like I can't bring myself up. Normally, I'm the dude in the room with the smile on, and everyone can look at me and smile. And I can't even bring a smile in anymore because all the bullshit going on. It's like, dude, where? When do you call it quits? Like I was overseas, like beating myself up. What the hell did I do wrong? What was my fault? It's all my fault. What did? What's going on here? And it's fine. It took took multiple people to say like dude you didn't do anything wrong like you're not you're not the first person to go through this oh, shit like, dude, yeah. <laughs> like well, everybody you, had to tell me it. you ain't the first man, dude in, in the army to get the right yeah yeah and man it's just i'm glad for the people that are in my life um that know me well enough to know everything that to be there and stand by my side even when i'm retarded at times 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. God help them. You know, I I, I applaud them because I can. You know, as smart as I am, I'm I'm also as dumb as I am. Uh, <laughs> and we all have those moments. You know, we're, we're we don't think the best through a situation, or we just we might say some really off the wall stuff in the military, and some people that are civilians really don't understand that dark humor or or don't understand that certain aspects of it. You're like, God dang it. Wait, yeah I, dude that that was like when i first when i was first getting out man i was going out with my brother and all his friends none of them been in the military none of them, none of them seen it and like we'd be going out drinking and whatnot and i'd say some like dark ass shit about whatever it was like suicide whatever it was and then i'd, I'd look around or it one of them was kevin's favorite line is and they wonder why we hit them. It's like, oh, some, some, <laughs> like, like some girl came up to us, said some dumb shit, walked away. And I looked to him. I was like, it, and they wonder why we beat them. And Yo. I was like, oh, shit. like not a single chuckle from everyone. Anyone. No one like, takes oh. it the other way. When, when it's not even nowhere near that, it's just a joke. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's something to be comical about. And oh, my God, it's it's the libtard. Oh, my God. They hate to say that. And then no after that, you don't hear from for a couple weeks. You're like, well, I'm just going to hit my military buddies because they understand this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They wonder why we hit them, too. Yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's getting back to the topic because I want to make sure I answer it fully for the court and that others that are watching this know um, when it comes to veterans, because this leads ultimately, and this is the one thing I did in my research is that a lot of veterans commit suicide over these issues like this in court where they feel they have no support. They have no one to back them up. They have no money to fight this thing because it can get expensive very quickly. I mean, I spent so far already $5,800 in a matter of three months. And then I had to let go of my lawyer because two Zoom courts later into hearing, well, there's not, I'm going to go into a losing battle when I just gave you the golden ticket, which was my PDPA, which is my due process affidavit um, that the Disabled Veteran Support Group, uh, Mr. Parsons, um, has helped me and been very instrumental in doing so to give me the ash trees to make sure it's right, to make sure I'm doing my due diligence. Because, um, I mean, I work full time. I go to college full time. So adding this on top of it to be my own lawyer, you know, has just been a mindset. That's where like last night we were probably late in the podcast. I had to have a little COD session because... You know, it's just anybody in the military knows it. I mean, we're going to jump on some cod. We're going to rage out for a little bit. We're going to go talk to our military buddies, you know, have them in a team. We're just going to play some music in the background and have a good time, you know, bring back the good old times like we used to. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, like, veterans don't know this. I have veterans that message me now that don't understand this process. They're in the same boat. And whenever you say mentality-wise, you know, what am I doing? I mean, I'm meditating. I am working out. I am talking to people that I trust, that I know are going to have my back. Other veterans are, you know, it's a community that we are as veterans and we are a lot stronger in numbers than we are by ourselves. And as many times as we want to sit there and go, you know, I got this. And I, I did this for 13 years. I literally did this for 13 years. I bottled everything up. I bottled up all the emotion I could because you can't let it out. You, you have your to. Juniors can't see that you're emotional because now you're that you're deemed weak. You know, you're deemed this and that. And I was like, you know what? The moment I got out, I, I decided to do self-care, you know, take care of myself because the one thing I've wanted when I went back to come, come back to Texas, for my kids 
was to be a full father, not to be half-assed, you know, not to worry about what's going to happen if something happens. I wanted to know that my mentality was focused as a father and to be dedicated to them and into myself because the moment you have kids, it's not about you anymore. It's about them. So no matter what's going on in your life, you got to be strong enough for them. You have to be able to face, you know, the devil and, and, and fight that guy and come back. You might be bruised, battered up, but you know what? You do it because you love your kids. You do it because that's what you do as a father. And a lot of veterans are facing these issues right now where they're sitting there with a, a bottle of Jack Daniels deep. And I'm not saying don't drink Jack Daniels. I'm a big Jack advocate, okay? Don't get, wrong Heck no. don't get me saying that, you know, I'm not saying, you know, but the thing is, some of us as veterans feel we don't have no one to turn to. We yeah. feel that we're backs against the wall and we have to go into fight or flight mode. And then that's where some of us that have, PT, you know, like others, you know, some that have PTSD, TBI, other issues. You don't want to, most don't want to talk about them. They feel that they cannot talk about them, even to the VA, because no one will truly yeah. understand their issues. And it takes groups like this and veterans coming together to have those dark humor moments, to have those times of raging on call of duty, you know, at yeah. 12 in the night drinking, you know, whether it's a coffee, a Dr. Pepper, you know, a beer, you know, having this grown up conversations that are mindful to help us move past the subject that we thought we couldn't. And sometimes yeah, man, that's, a little bit to help. That's why we started, man, because I got out and I was just eating myself up. I, I read something last night and it was uh, soldiers, soldiers that have PTSD. It's not because what they seen It's most of the time because of what they did and how like they can't live with what they did. Like <clears throat> you're killing someone. It's, it's hard. It's not the fact that you saw it and someone die. It's the fact that you killed someone and you, you have that piece of chunk of evil in you now and you don't know how to live with it. It's oh. I, I never had to do something like that, but I got home and I was just in my mind, had no one to talk to. I tried to go to the VA for a bunch of this shit that didn't work. And then finally, I'm just eating myself up in a little hole. And I said, Kevin, let's just start a podcast, dude, because no one's talking about it. We can't I can't talk about it. My parents won't understand it. I don't want to I don't want to burden my parents with that anyways. No one's going to understand. It. I go to the VA. There's no veterans in the VA to even help me out. And now who do I talk to? I go to the VA once a month for therapy. That don't work. So what what do I do? I can say that, yeah. and then this is where, you know, I, I go back to, for me, the VA, I've, I've had a good experience and it sucks that, you know, me saying that's probably like that 1% of out of everything because I've, I have buddies that have been waiting on a rating. I have buddies that are having issues that there's no help, but I'm like, dude, I'm over here like counseling to them. I'm like, dude, you got to do X, Y, and Z. You got to make them see this, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. I'm only one man. But enough of us out there that can support each other makes this a lot better issue um, to really move this uh, this thing forward, especially the family courts. Because when I was in that courtroom, I was there by myself fighting an entire battle. You know, it's like I'd rather be on the battlefield again, getting shot at, you know, worrying about mortars coming in. I'd rather go do that again than sit in that family court, getting grilled, getting badgered about a, an amount that is protected federally constitutionally that I am given underneath that. 
that you fought for too. Well, like you, you, know, you fought, fought for, for the constant. <laughs> gotcha. I fought for this, and you're trying to strip it away from me because you're corrupt enough to break constitutional rights and laws. Like, are we, are we? You know, and it's funny to me as a lawyer, they cannot understand federal law. Like, it's simple. It is the simplest subject ever. State conflicts with federal. Federal supersedes. That's how it works. I even have that in my PDPA. Okay, okay. It is that simple. It's the worst <laughs> language you can ever really see or write. And I'm not even, you know, I don't have a bar card, but I, I give it after this. When I finish this degree, that's the next one I'm getting. Yeah. Because I believe in doing the right things by people. That's how I was raised and instilled with those values that no matter how tough it's going to get, the world is a cruel, hard bastard. But you know what? You stand up for it because if your one voice can make the difference for somebody else, that's what matters. And at the end of the day, if you cannot put your head down and say you did everything you did or you could, you stay up until you do. You go out there and make it happen. And then a lot of people, for me, that's how I was raised. A lot of people out there probably didn't have that upbringing. I was brought up the harder way from an early age. And, and that I think that contributes to my mentality now and how I want to help and do the right things by others. Because being in that courtroom, the AAG kept harping over this question, rephrasing it, rephrasing it to get an award amount that is protected. <laughs> and then he gets upset. He passes the witness to Ms. Duran, which is the opposing counsel. Um, and then she starts. And there's a recording that I sent to Bob. Um, and it, you, can you can literally hear it. In 15 minutes, the question was asked 12 different ways about the award amount. Jesus. What's the redacted award amount? You redacted that, correct, sir? Yes, I did. It is my federally protected right. And underneath the Fifth Amendment, it is my right. To just my so lawyers, they bro. could take it. Just so they could it, take it. Yeah. They, they were throwing out numbers. They were throwing out numbers left and right. And it's and, like, how do you not see this shit, too? Like, as a lawyer, it's any one of those people, like... You have to be a dumb lawyer. Like, if they could be a lawyer, bro, I got no doubt you could be a lawyer. If Joey B passed what top five percent or whatever the fuck he says <laughs> as a lawyer, bro, you could be a lawyer. No, and I might bro, end up it, doing something like that just to help more, like you said, because I was raised the same way. It's just I, I want to help. I want to help. But how the fuck? How do these lawyers get in the courtroom to where they don't? They don't see what the hell's going on. Yeah, like is no. she? Is she really paying them that much money? Like. Come the fuck on. They fucking there's, know. There's no way. They know. Right. They just don't give a shit. Like, if, you're if, paying if, her if, so if. she could pay her lawyers while you're also paying your own lawyers. You're literally paying your paying lawyers to to pay more lawyers to fight against yourself. What the fuck is it? Like, make oh, it yeah, make sense, bro. Like, they have it. I've already seen the paperwork where they're trying to, they're, you know, they want to try to get me to pay the court costs and lawyer fees. And I'm like, yeah, no. That's not going to happen. That's her lawyer. I'm trying that they're going to have me, or we'll see how that plays out. Um, but, you know, she kept asking it and kept asking. And I kept ejecting. And the, the, the judge was getting upset because I kept ejecting. That's what you have to do. Because if, if you allow them just to bypass your question, bypass your objection, you're right. You're literally folding like a cheap suitcase and allow them to tread all over you. And yeah, that's like the thing because no one. When, you, when veterans go into court like this, and this is the one thing that me and Mr. Parsons have talked about, is that they get put their backs against the wall. And as much as they have that fight, sometimes people give up because they're exhausted. Yeah, and they shit. don't have no other thing to think about besides, you know what, I just want this over. 
I want to, you know, it's going to suck, but I'll deal with it. No, you don't have to settle. Like why settle whenever you were protected underneath constitutional rights, your amendments, the VA that's there for you, even though sometimes we don't say they are, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm put this because I went to the Waco Varro. I ran into a supervisor there whenever I asked about, you know, the uh, apportionment denial letter. She tried to stonewall me multiple times. Oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. You know, you can do this and that. I was being nice because like they say, you attract more with sugar than you do vinegar. You know, you attract more flies with sugar than you do vinegar. I know the variation of that phrase. Yeah. And as a Marine, I was, I was like, you know what? This is like talking to a private and he is not getting a hint. <laughs> He's not getting that A goes to B and that's it. Don't there's no go past two hundred dollars collect. It's get it done. So I I requested to speak to the director of the Waco Varo, um, which is over Texas, this area's uh direct oversight of all adjudication rights for any awards, anything along those lines. Um and I talked to him, we had a great conversation. He was very helpful. He was like, Yeah, we can do that. We can actually get that letter sent to you know, down in Austin to the VA so you can go pick it up. So you don't have to drive all the way back there. Cause that's twice I've been up there. Um, because they couldn't give me the letter that is deemed right by my benefits to have. And how far is that then? Like a 10 hour drive? No, from where I'm at, it's like two hours. Motherfucker, you just stayed driving, man. Yeah. Holy moly. Bro, you have to go get you a Prius, man. Oh, crap. No, I can't drive a Prius. I can't drive no Prius. No, hell no. Oh, God, hell no. My buddies found out I ever drove a Prius, I would get laughed at. Yeah. But I mean, when you hop out the car, bro, just jack dude hopping out of a Prius, that'd be some funny shit. We we had a great conversation. The director, you know, I went down there, you know, got everything settled, got my award because, you know, like they say, proof is in the pudding. And I can't go into court with just say, well, they did not, there's a denial. I can compel her to show that, but that's going to be. You know, you're going to another battle at that point. I'd rather come with my ammo ready to go. So we're going to go put rounds down range right now. And if there's a misfire or hang fire, I'm going to, you know, adjust and move forward after that. But at the same time, like, got the letter, put everything together, served all the paperwork, did my research. You know, at that time, the opposing counsel continued to ask these questions. And I kept, you know, reasserted my rights under 38 USC, you know, Section 511. You are not the VA. You are not the secretary yeah. of the VA. You have no right to even ask that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, how much thing? How much shit like that happens in the military, though? Like it's against the rules, but privates don't know, so they just take it. Or exactly. you do know, but you don't want to fucking put up with it, so you're like, screw it. I'll just take this charge. Okay. Yeah, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm not trying to go read eighty thousand papers in the AR to figure out if you're right or not. Like, <laughs> sure, I mean, dude. Then your representation that you have, they go behind your back. You know, commands talk at, at the higher level. Oh, hey, man, this is what this is. This is what this is. Can you advise this? There's yeah, no working on the weekend too. Yeah, and it's a thing like, and this is what I've seen the corruption that's within the system, like. We say that, you know, they take the oath to honor it, you know, as a judge or a lawyer. And when you when you read it or hear it, you're like, OK, sounds good. But in practice, the reality is they don't even stand by it, because if my constitutional rights were violated, that's simply enough. And I think that case didn't even take or what's still going ongoing currently a couple hours 
and I asserted everything under constitutional protections that are federally protected that I have vetted out and sourced and researched for over a year now. And I've you, had and you also, <clears throat> and so you also had to like, she was also in that courtroom. So you also have to like, look at this bitch and just yeah, stare and then, at her while she's true. trying to like she, over the he <laughs> got them right where we want them. <laughs> and the thing is prior to all this, they tried to go into a back room with me and meet and mediate to come to a settlement. And I told him straight up the same way I told him in the courtroom. I was like, look, here's the letter. Here's everything you need to know. This is the number by the child support calculation. It's only $786 that you were supposed to be awarded by law. I'm paying $1759. Oh, like you didn't have a dollars. Will you get back paid well, for this shit too if it ever probably. goes the right way? Like <laughs> well, from, from right now, from what I understand, like we we know that spousal maintenance was paid up front. She she mentioned that under oath that you know the about fifty thousand dollars should be accredited. So it has to be adjusted for simple interest over time to see what the true amount award is. But then at the same time, moving back, because I might if you anybody looks up your social security, right, for your tax returns, it'll show you what you made per year. And you can see, you know, the chart and then the flow of it. You can see when I was in the military and then comparing out my income dropped severely. And then my divorce decree, 10% increase, decrease over three years by law rates me a review. All of that happened. The decrease, they had three years, you know, they three years from 2016 is 2019. I turned in my paperwork on time. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, Hold up. So, I mean, I Hold turned on. in my paperwork. I did everything that they told me I should be doing. I followed the suit because I didn't know any better. I was naive to the rules and anything behind it until I decided to research it, look at the real deal of this situation, and fight. And what because happens I, if you don't pay that shit? Oh, they jail. can suspend your driver's license, revoke any passport, suspend that. They can put liens on your house. They can ruin your credit report, which right now on my credit report, it shows $107,000. That is over, you know, it's. And and I work in the financial field in credit. So a 30 day, everybody goes a 30 day late. <laughs> That's not bad. Right now they put a 180 day late on my account. And it's been that way since 2019. So me trying to get my house through the VA that I have rating for can't get me trying to get into a vehicle to get something. If my Jeep right now currently breaks down and I need to get a new vehicle, I got to get a co-signer. Hopefully the bank will understand. Um, you, you haven't passed well. go in a while then it sounds. No, And it's drama for a minute. And all I've done since then is, is be there for my kids, go to college, work my ass off, meditate try to live my life the best i can because i mean and i'll be honest there are moments where it's just like and for me i i'd like to consider it therapy sit in my jeep just listen to music just sitting there just not a, like you know there's so much and you know i i take the jeep as that little bubble for a moment mm -hmm. and everything outside of that is the bullshit that's coming at me and I'll throw on some country, I'll throw on some freaking drowning pool, you know, some just anything that just, I start singing. And as weird as it may sound, I mean, I actually can sing pretty good. I'll just start hey. singing random stuff. 
I'll just be at the top of my lungs because and it's even proven fact, you know, by singing raises your dopamine levels, it raises your immune system. You know, and I'm a very, I'm a very health conscious person because I'm also a personal trainer, nutritionist, I'm certified. Um, and NASM, TRX, you know, precision, you know, level one nutrition. Like I've done so much since the Marine Corps to be very diverse in field um, to make sure I'm not going to fail wherever I go. And it's just, that's me. I have that desire to do great things and I'm going to make it happen. It's just something inside me. I can't, I can't put it down. It's like a boxer, you know, they're so energetic and just all over the place. That's just who they are. That's just who I am. Yeah. Um, and there's moments, you know, I have to take a knee. I don't quit. I was always taught from day one to never quit by my father. And he, man, that guy right there was from day one, treated me military style from the back. My bed had to be so made tight, he could bounce a quarter off of it. My oh, stuff man. had to be folded the right way. I had to do excellent it was like boot camp for years yeah <laughs> was, was he into yeah he served in the army um oh, a time and then you know it's you know he had cancer and he did the best he could you know for us and teaching me and then and, and, and as a kid i hated growing up but now oh, yeah oh i realized why he did what he did because he loved me enough to know the world is a cruel hard bastard and you got to be stronger than the world in order to survive and you can't be softer than baby shit out there because you know what? <laughs> You're going to get squished. You know, Absolutely you might as well just consider go hide in a little hole somewhere. Um, so, I mean, at the end of it, you know, like I've been, I find ways to feel better, to put a smile on my face when no one's watching. You know, it might be, I can sing some NSYNC, man. I, I actually did, a, <laughs> uh, I have a TikTok and I, I did the, the Butters and Cartman edition. Um, hilarious about them singing <laughs> or the backstreet i want it that way oh i love backstreet boys bro yeah. so it's, you know i find those outlets and i suggest to everybody that's watching to find those outlets to make you happy don't worry about what no one else says it's not their life it's your life and it's your mentality it is your right to make yourself happy you know and friends that would support you will be there and they will understand it and they will be there 100 percent of the way i have friends that during this time when i was locked up they literally helped move my apartment because I was in the middle of a move. You know, the transiting moving places. They, my family came and got my Jeep auto tow. Um, my cousin went down there the next day to throw $2,000 on a cash bond that even the paperwork, and I do have the paperwork, it states zero, but somehow they took $2,000 from my cousin. Um, and we're in the process right now of affidavits to fill that out to get that money back. That's a railroad round route right there. Um, so it's just, I, I implore everybody and I challenge everybody to take a moment out of their day just to sit back. You know, meditation is not gay. And I say that, you know, I, I say that because I used to believe, I used to believe in yoga and all that stuff was for girls. And you know what? It's not going to help me. Mm -hmm. The uh, moment I started no, doing it, the moment no. the stress, the pressure, the anxiety, the, it just went away. I found yeah. myself more peaceful in a moment's notice. Like I still have that switch. You want to turn it on? I'll flip the switch. We'll be the drill instructor. We'll come knife hands and we'll fucking rage up in your asshole. Fall in. But <laughs> I can also turn the switch off and I've been, you know, 
understand and have the, the emotional intelligence and the complexity to understand if someone's going through something. Cause I, I, I counsel the veterans all the time. You know, I meet veterans. I have veterans that have that introduced me to the disabled veterans group that when they were there having a breakdown at the VA, I was there. Like I see them. I was like, I just had this thing inside. I, I got I need to go help. And, you know, I just talked him down. I was like, Hey, look, it's okay. Let's get you to the place you need to be at. Yeah. So that happened. You know, I've met a lot of great friends being a recruiter. You know, I'm just a very social person. Um, and I always want to help. And I know I'm not Superman. I can't help nobody. I can't help everybody. And I can't be Captain Save a Ho. But definitely can't be that. No, can no and, one uh, be that, bro? Leave that to someone else, bro. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, sitting in that courtroom underneath the opposing counsel, asking the same question and rephrasing it and rephrasing it. It started it started the fight or flight mentality again. Yeah. And it's like, okay, shit. Um, they're gonna continue asking the same question for me. I have a very short patience for stupidity. Like there's, it's okay to be stupid and goofy and funny. Got it. But when you keep asking, you keep going over and it's, you, you don't understand that. Like, come on, dude. Like, I just imagine you in court, just, just blood red in the court, smoke coming out your ears. Like some carry type shit going on, you know? Yo. (laughs) And it's, and it's like, and she kept asking and it, and it's in 15 minutes, 12 different ways to ask the same question about what the amount was. What's underneath the redacted amount? Is it zero? Is it this? Ma'am, I'm referring back again to assert my rights under 38 section 511. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, how could she be that fuck? Like, that's how would you pass the bar and be that stupid, bro? She's trying to strong arm. Yeah, I know. She's trying, but after like the second try, like if you're smart, you like you would look at him and be like, "All right, like I'm not gonna fucking win this one. Let's Shit. move on." Like, I Give clearly me ten grand, bro. I'll ask questions over and over again if you pay me. Enough. This is the tactic that they use in courts like this to pressure veterans to get them because veterans want to do the right thing. It's in our nature. That's why we joined. That's why that calling was there to serve your country to for the greater good. So whenever you're faced with what we think is the right thing underneath the legal system. And they're telling us because that's what we think when we grow up. The lawyers are supposed to be the good guys. The police yeah. are supposed to be the good guys. And they are. There are ones that are out there. That are, and there's other ones that are just pieces of shit. <laughs> but in that same instance, that's what we know. And our mentality is that, okay, I'm going to listen to him because they're a lawyer. They got the degree. Da, 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 da. And a lot of people are put into that corner where they're, just, they're tired. And this, they get paid to do this. This is their job to do this. Yeah, so ask the same they keep question, asking man. that stupid same question over and over and over again. And veterans that are not, you know, have a mentality like I do or other ones, you know, they're going to go, you know what, here's a number. I'm, just... I'm over it. And they don't, they don't want to go to jail because of the fear of being away from their kids or, you know, losing their job, losing their livelihood, mm-hmm. going to jail is a tactic they use to put instill fear in a veteran. It's the same thing whenever you know you did something right. I'm Article 15. You, why well, didn't do anything <laughs> wrong? Just because I can. It's that leadership <laughs> aspect, that toxicity that comes, that negativity that, that starts to flow towards you. And this is the one thing I posted, like I, may, I think a day before that, um, that court date. You know, whenever you're so close to something that's supposed to be for you, the devil comes. 
you know, because thieves don't rob from empty houses. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing they're trying to rob because it puts money in their pocket because there's 60 cents for every dollar they collect in the child support system. Because if you look at the Social Security Administration Act that goes behind this federally, it's not in the best interest of the children and the mother. It's in the best interest of Title the Title One, uh, Title Four A, which is your welfare, your SNAP programs, all the programs that people take advantage of in this country to not work. And we're currently seeing that. That's why we're, our economy is the way it is because of the Biden administration. And I'll say it: we give all these and all this money for people that are not working that literally can work. And and I, and I get it. If there are people out there that are underneath the welfare programs and stuff like that that have a true need for it because they cannot, I'm all for it. But for the ones that take advantage of the system, that's money that I'm paying for child support. It goes into another fund so that they can have a state revenue so that they can go, oh, yeah, we're doing great things. we got millions of dollars. Did you, did you know that there is $28.1 billion collected in child support in the year of 2021? Holy shit. 26.1 was actually issued out to the custodial parents. Oh my God. 1.1 billion was an incentive fund that drives this bus. Literally paying every court clerk, bailiff, lawyer, judge to go. When you pay it's pseudoscience when you look at when you look up on the internet this stuff, you oh, you're supposed to that is some pseudoscience bullshit. If you look at the real laws <laughs> and you do the research. It says bullshit. Now, can you, if you in loom of military retirement or, yeah, but research that doesn't tell you that, it says you have to include it because it's a family statute. Federal law, other stuff, if you do the research that the disabled veteran support group underneath the Mr. Parsons, you know, help has shown me the light and going, look, dumbass, <laughs> it's right in front of you. Can you not read? And then I started reading and going, wow, how naive was i to not know this and when you pay child support that's just a check right that's not like there's no oversight of where that money's going well it's 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 going through the dispersing unit so like they'll say right now i'm getting garnished i've been garnished since 2018 50 percent of all my checks <laughs> i've had half dude 50 percent. i've calculated it to this day um all tax returns i've ever gotten since 2018 have been intercepted so they took it all my tax returns uh, passport right now. I haven't even tried to get it because I know I can't. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have it on my credit report right now. It's been on there since 2019. So all the benefits as a veteran that I, I rate, I can't use right now. Oh, um, yeah. I've had to get high interest loans in order to do things because whenever I was in California, like I, I had to jump right into college to have money to survive out there. I couldn't just move back to Texas because I didn't have the money getting out. I was using credit cards, you know, to pay for things. And then my, the VA kicked in and they were amazing with that because it helped. And then I established myself and started rebuilding, you know, you know, the Marines, you know, it's the one thing about us, you know, it's freaking, we, we will adapt and we'll survive, you know, and that's the adaptability of the Marine, no matter whether or not you could be the PFC, that son of a bitch is smart. I yeah. guarantee he'll pull some shit out of his ass with a shower shoe, a string, and something. And yeah. Oh, especially a, an E3 or an E4, dude. That and was some <laughs> off the wall stuff. Thing, 
that a lot of veterans do not understand. And I hope this can get the, the, the word out there. Um, and I, I implore everybody to go to the disabled veterans group um, that's on, you know, with Mr. Parsons here. Um, and I keep getting messages and I like, I'm trying to make sure I say it right. Disabled veteran support group on Facebook. You're going to have to show that you're an actual veteran. We don't let anybody in there. Um, you know, and Mr. Parsons is, is very instrumental in this process to give veterans a voice, but not be a dumbass. Oh, yeah. Because I can tell you right now, he will ask you, you don't get butt hurt. Take it with a grain of salt. Like we're all told it's not, per, it's not personal. It's professional. We want to make sure that you are protecting yourself because the more veterans that stand up, it stops this corrupt bullshit. Yeah, there's already a big enough stigma for veterans too. Last thing we need is to go out acting a fool and then, you know, people think more bad stuff about us. There's already enough of that, dude. Yeah, because yeah. I, mean, I mean, all the stuff right now you see in the news, and it's like, but veterans are not really like that. We're just, I think, sometimes we're misunderstood. It's like a pit bull. Pitbulls were designed to be guard dogs, to be around family and kids, and they're the, they are the best around kids. But because of the stigma that follows them as being, you know, in fighting dogs, oh, my God, they're dangerous. I'm, I'm sorry. I've had no dangerous pitbulls around me or my kids ever. You know, you see all those little, the, the, the memes or the videos. Oh, my God, this dangerous pitbull attacking me. And it's just licking them with their tail wagging and loving yeah. their owner. You know, and then that's I, I, I kind of see us as that to an extent because we're misunderstood. We're misrepresented um, in the moment that we try to have a voice. We have somebody on the the other side of this whole dynamic going, yeah, no, you're retarded. Um, and they paint this narrative of us that's to not be seen, yet we stood up and fought for the rights yeah. for dumbasses to say it. We stood up and went overseas and deployed underneath 120 degree heat, getting shot at by the enemy to give somebody who has never served a day in their life that has no recollection or and this is what I even find even more disheartening other veterans that are in this field that are lawyers that are in that and I've had a couple of them and man it 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 sucked to hear it to go the same guys that are agreeing with them and it's like hold on you were a veteran you're a lawyer and you can't read the same constitutional rights that I can and yeah, help out a veteran. Up, but what if, you know, and I, I put it like this, what if you were that one in there? You would want to be in the same situation that you would want somebody to help you. You would hope someone helped you. Some and, yeah, that's, in the grass, that's the hard bro. part. It's like, there's no way, this is what took me so long, like just to get through my head when I got out. There's no possible way anyone can understand us or understand what, how we think or anything because in order to do that you have to go overseas and you have to be in it no one can come and tell you like i tried to come when i moved home after the army i tried to tell my parents what it was like i tried to explain everything to them it's like talking to a brick wall and it's not their fault it's just there's no way you could possibly understand this unless you've done it yourself and that's only it's it's only like five percent yeah it's only like five percent of the whole u.s so how could no one's going to be able to understand you? It's that brotherhood and sisterhood that we all go through that ringer in the beginning from boot camp, no matter what service we go through those deployments. We deal with that on a day in day out basis. That, that's what makes us who we are. That's what makes that bond so much more, you know, tighter than anybody else can have. You know, you, 
I'll be in a bar and if I hear another Marines there and they get in trouble, it doesn't matter if I know you or not, I'm going to stand with you. Mm, you know, hopefully yeah. you're not doing something stupid, but you know what? If you're doing something, if it's the right thing and it's still stupid, I'm going to stand with you. Whether you're the Army or yeah. a veteran, you know what? Like, you know what? God damn it. Fucking Army dog, let's go. Let's let's get this done. Like, you yeah, know, you we'll clown, handle yeah. this out back. Yeah. You know, no, man, let, let's roll these guys out of here real quick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, it's like the biggest sigh of relief this. when you run into somebody at the bar or whatever and they're a veteran or something. Every time I run into someone at the bar and they're a veteran, it's like, oh, my God. Thank God. Or just talking to someone. I started working again. It's like, oh you're a veteran like all right oh, let's just God. talk about shit like yesterday i was working dude some vietnam veteran was drafted his 21st birthday drafted into now unbelievable Happy birthday. yeah <laughs> here you go and we we talked for like 15 minutes just about bullshit about what we had to go through what our minds are doing how we deal with it now and this dude this dude's like 70 years old there's no way i could have had a normal conversation like that with a seven year normally it'd just be like all right, let me show you how to use your phone or some shit. You know, <laughs> like, luck. yeah, there's no way they'd understand. And then you run into a veteran and it's just, ah, this is so much easier to talk to. Like, I can let my guard down. Everything's going to be okay. I know this dude's not going to judge me. I he know we're going to be acronym. all right. Knows the acronym. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what just... tripped me up, bro. Brutal times, man. Well, shit. About... And that's shit. Thing, man. this is where, you know, this. It's like we're having conversations in between the whole storyline, and I think it's <laughs> moving forward because you know it's things like this that this is how veterans talk. Yeah, I mean this is this is exactly how veterans talk on a subject because that's just how it is. And and I'm telling you, when I was sitting in that courtroom and she kept asking us questions, I kept answering the question the right way, asserting my rights as a veteran that are constitutionally and federally protected. She didn't like that. So she started to ask what consisted of my rating, my medical history. Oh, that's what? HIPAA. That's HIPAA. <laughs> HIPAA. Hello? Right off the bat, you know, what, what consisted of your, your rating, Mr. Rudisell? You know, how did you, how did it, how did, I was like, well, the VA determined that. I mean, what else can I, I mean, the VA is the one that comes up with that. I don't come up with it. And then she's like, well, what consists of the rating? Can you give me one? And I was like, oh, my God, like, this woman is not going to stop. So, you know what? I was like, my shoulders. And she said, can you give me two? I was like, my back. And at that point, I started getting to her ploy where she was going with it because, wow. you know, my ex-wife knows me and my history. And in a court of law, we, you know, they're going to try to paint that picture that is 51% of preponderance of the evidence or something, um, mm -hmm. regardless of how they want to think it um, or if it's the true nature of what it really is. And I caught on to where she was going. I'm like, ma'am, I was like, you are not a credit with the VA. Um, you have no authority to ask those questions. And I am objecting at this time, again, to assert my rights. And this is where the, the judge was getting heated. Um, you already have a running objection in, in the court. You hear, you know, but you have to answer those questions. So you're telling me I have to answer questions about my medical history to her that is not a credit with the VA. Employers make that make that. sense, you know, and I get under certain rules and regulations, maybe, but those are protected. None of them are credited with the VA. So why am I going to ask, answer any questions, period, about my history or background under oath to someone who is not accredited with the VA that doesn't give shoe shits about me, 
only wants to see a monetary value so they can win a case and get some bullshit underneath their belt. So I continued and she kept saying non-responsive. And then honestly, didn't give me really a chance to even get words out. Non-responsive, non-responsive. And I could see it kept pissing off the judge. I was like, I can't even get, all right, shit. And the next thing I know, and I was cool, calm, and collected in this whole thing because, and this is the one thing when people were asking when I got out, and I don't know how I got out 10 days. It was supposed to be a 21-day sentence. I got out 10 days. Um, they were asking, you, you, you said something stupid to the judge. You popped off. I was like, no. I was like, I was cool, calm, and collected the entire time. I was like, you know what? There's no point to go in there with a marine mentality or heated or anything like that. Like, I'm a lot smarter than that. You know, I'm a lot more mature. So I just asserted my rights, basically, like anybody else would, in a cool, calm, and collective manner. Um, and they, I, I have the commitment order that was saying that I was, um, let's see here, because I do have it, because I sent it out. And I'm going to try to read this real quick, because I know that I have it. Oh, this, okay, why people are sending me things left and right in here, too, now. Um, yeah, that pop show, man, get you yo. some hope. Well, and, 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 and um, it has, and, and and people have been commenting, and and I am grateful for it, and I'm grateful for being on Pop Show. Um, it's it's just one of those things, like, and I'm trying to bring it up right now because I have the commitment order, and basically, you know, you know, it's you know, it's lawful, and he, the the judge was like beyond a reasonable doubt, refusing to answer lawful and relevant questions concerning the dollar amount of benefits received for VA disability and the dollar amount in the in his award letter that he redacted. Specifically, the court order responded, Wayne Russo, myself, to answer the amongst this question, the following questions. The question is what is representing the amount that you have redacted is $0. Is that yes or no? So I'm going to ask you in order to answer the question whether the amount under the redacted that you did is $0 or not. Respondent refused to answer both questions. His refusal intentionally, willfully, and deliberate. His refusal to answer resulted in a delay of trial and directed attention away from the merits of the underlying dispute and obstructed the court's purpose of administrative justice and did not allow the court to in control of proceedings. And it's kind of like, administrative justice so now i'm actually prosecuted by what you've heard of that so but yet if you were to listen to the recording or anything like that there was not one point that i raised my voice or tone i had to raise my voice to over talk the judge because he was over talking me when i was asserting my rights because they didn't want that they don't want that on record they don't want to go back to their actual record and go oh well he asserted his rights because i actually challenged the constitutionality of the state of texas family code to be sent to the attorney general, John Scott, at that time. Um, he resigned three days later after my case. Um, don't know why. No one does. Wow. Uh, so there's a new AG tap. I'm going to send that constitutionality challenge to her, too, as well. Wow. Um, and it's, you know, I asserted the rights, and I said it again, and I kept saying it. You know, and we took a recess, you know, for lunch. And then during that lunchtime, you know, both the AG and the opposing counsel were like, you're going to purge yourself. You're going to purge yourself. You're going to go to jail if you don't give us a number. You have to be the stupidest person in the world to, to you know, our stupidest veteran in the world to, 
to get zero dollars for being 100%. Okay, that's what you can believe. That's all I said. I was like, and they were like, well, let's talk. They were, and they kept trying to like, let's talk about this. Well, let's try to, you know, figure something out. I was like, what the fuck? No, you did that in the beginning before this court. I told you exactly what I was trying to get at. And I wasn't being a dick about it. I was negotiating terms of, that are by law, by their own regulations, by their own words I used against them. They didn't like it. Did that I give was, you any clout in jail, though? Like being in contempt or whatever you got thrown in there for? Like no, surprisingly, everybody well, there was very supportive. Um, oh, okay, I that's cool. Was very surprised. Like they were like, "Oh, you're in Utah. You get the fuck out of here soon. That ain't shit." <laughs> okay. uh, you know, okay. "Oh, you're a marine. Oh shit, I ain't fucking with you." Or yeah. you know, what, "What are you in here for?" Because everybody knows in jail, they're gonna ask that. You know, they're trying to figure out who you are. And mm -hmm. I was like, "Dude, I'm it's child support stuff. Like, I'm fighting for my kids and fighting for my rights. You know, I got dirt dirty. You know, I asserted my rights." I, they violated them. I'm here for 21 days. Like I'm here to do my time. I don't, I'm not going to politic it in the, in here. I don't believe in that. You know, you fuck around, you'll find out. That's all I really got to say. You didn't click up with any gangs or anything immediately. No, <laughs> no that's a stretch. I probably would have. It was counting. They had me more in the trustee pod. Uh, because it's a low-level offense, I guess. Oh, would okay. So that helped me. But the thing is, though, even when I was going through intake with guys that are going into the main jail that are in there from, you know, running from the, mar the U.S. Marshals or, you know, murder or, you know. I'll get you. That was in their intake with them. And some of those dudes were just like, man, I was fucked up, bro. I was like, goddamn. Like, like, <laughs> those they days, know dude. they fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they know they fucked up. They're like, dude, that's fucked up. Like, they... And I hope you the best, you know, in that, you know, go out there and fucking give them hell, you know. And it, and for me, I was surprised because I got guys that are murderers, like that are doing crazy shit, you know, being very supportive. I'm like, fuck, dude, you know. And I'm, I'm thinking back of mine. You know what? Okay, you know, it's the right thing to do, you know. The, you know, and, and those guys, you had your jailhouse lawyers. You know what I mean? I find that, you know, to be the craziest oh, thing. Yeah. They, they know the law. Some of them are pretty fucking smart. And a lot of it came down to the point where, you know, even the CEOs, and this is the crazy part, the CEOs into jail, that are other service members too, they're veterans. Yeah. They And they asked me what I was in there for, and I told them. They're like, that's fucked up. They can't do that. They're like, your rights are protected. The VA is protected. You're like, how, What? Oh, so, right, you know what, man? Bro, get out of here. Yeah, 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 get out of it, here. It's crazy to me to think that yeah, I was letting you the off. CEOs that are in their detention center, you know, for Bear County Jail, are telling me, Forcing the law. you know, something that I'm stating right now that you can't do that, but these lawyers are saying, oh, yeah, we can. This statute says we can. But yet, I didn't even barely say anything on what it was, my case at all. I just said, I'm in a contempt of court. You know, this is, you know, for child support. You know, and I told him, I was like, well, they're trying to use my award amount, you know, to deem calculation of support. And the first thing I was like, fuck, no, they can't do that. And then they stated the same thing. Like, I'm saying, I'm like, hmm, so they know this. Where's the disconnect? How the fuck, yeah, where the fuck is the voice? Like, that's the, what it is, bro. That's fucked up. That's and then during the recess, so during the recess, I kept getting threatened with it, that I'm going to purge myself, felony charges. You know, and it and it was just like, 
I sat there and I kept my demeanor because I'm like, all right, I can't show no weakness. I can't, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking a million different things. I'm in fight or flight mode. You're my enemy and you're not going to see me fucking break down. You're not going to see anything, you know, any, you're not going to see a weak moment to a shink in my armor. And it was, you know, I kept getting, oh, you're going to purge yourself. You're going to jail. You felony charges. And I've, I've already, you know, I'm, I'm the vice president of the village, the Veterans Association for St. Edward's Community or for St. Edward's University. I'm working on my third degree. I am in a good position in my job right now, currently. You know what I mean? I'm now an hour away from my kids so I can go visit them. You know, I have all these things going for me, and they're throwing this right in my face. We're going to lock you up. You're going to jail. I'm going to purge mm-hmm. you. Um, and I'm like, And she's just sitting right next to him, too, bro. Like, that's what's going my, my, my ex is sitting I, right there, not saying anything at all. Yeah. Got she it, is man. letting this lawyer dig this hole. That's what gonna be devil, bro. because and it's like God damn, you know, and, and and they kept saying that stuff, and they were like, Oh, let's talk about it, let's talk about it. And I'm like, Well, don't you remember the time before this when we were talking about it and you told me specifically we're not getting anywhere and I don't want to talk to you no more? We I, I'm not gonna negotiate with you no more because I was using their own language legally against them. Yeah, they didn't want to hear their own language being used. Like, how the fuck does this dude know what the fuck's going on? So, <laughs> this so should have been easier. What the hell? Wait a minute. But now that yeah. they fucked up and they knew, I'm guessing they know they fucked up somewhere in that courtroom to go, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Yeah. Why am I going to talk about when you told me you didn't want to talk to me no more? I gave you what I wanted. You didn't want to follow suit. Okay. And that's Thank it. Very much. There's the door. And then I sat there in my Jeep and I, you know, Mr. Parsons was very inspirational. We had the conversation. It's either jail time or give up my rights. Give them the amount. You know, and that's when you realize you're like, well, fuck it. I guess I'll go to jail. And that, that decision was there for two hours because I didn't think on my birthday. This was on my birthday of all days. Oh, there yeah. we go. And that's oh, the most part because I was supposed to go with my kids to go do something afterwards. You know, take them out to go to dinner, you know, and be with my kids. You know, I took the whole day off from work for PTS. I can go to court, be with my kids, have the weekend with them. And, you know, I'm sitting there during lunch going, shit, I can't see my kids. I'm like, damn, I can't. I'm, I'm not going to be able to go to work. Damn, what's next? Like, I know I'm right. I know that everything that's in that paperwork, 400 pages, that's stacked literally, oh, shit, about that big. Um, just one document, the due process affidavit, the memorandum of law. The challenge to the constitutionality of the state of Texas underneath their family code is all submitted, filed, served, everything that says no. Yeah. And what if what if when they ask, like, is it zero? And you said yes, like like, because they don't know if it's zero or whatever it is. So what if you did just say yes, they would have to go to D.C., get the at that point, I I would be under perjury under oath. You can't just right, lie. but I mean, yeah. fucking uh, Joe Biden's lied a million times under oath. Like you just, I, I, I see a million people lying under oath. You know what I'm saying? Like, wh- yeah. That, what would they true. have to do to prove that? Like for them to prove that, they'd have to get that award about. Yeah, exactly. And so get my award about is is protected. Like I mean, like they can look up what they're you know the, the number all you want. Go ahead. I'm not going to give it to you. It's protected. The denial, the apportionment denial ruling states. From the secretary of the VA that governs all veterans' benefits, zero income deemed to her and my children due to financial hardship that it would cause. 
it was an automatic denial. Usually in this process for apportionment, what happens is that the apportioner sends the information to the VA. The VA goes, okay, let's send it to the veteran. Let's get his side of the story as a rebuttal. Then that's sent in. And then they decide on, you know, what's going to happen next. And then they send out a word letter saying, hey, or a letter saying, you know, we don't find grounds for apportionment or we do find grounds for apportionment. That didn't happen with mine. mine with that, with, with this, it was not like, I didn't know they filed anything because the only way I knew um, was through figuring it out my own way, going to my VA website and, you know, popping it out that way. And then calling them and asking the question, what is this? What is this? What is this? I didn't file anything. I don't have anything filed. I've, you know, I have my hundred percent, you know, I'm, the, you know, I'm only looking for my doctor's appointments to make sure I'm following up my, my physicians. And I see this and I'm questioning it. And then and I kept getting the same number that we all get for the VA for compensation, you know, going through that line. And then the best they can go to their knowledge, they send the note. The note wasn't really put in there. So I went to the Waco Varo and I spoke with one lady there and they actually were trying to help. And then I went the second time. That's when I ran into that dumbass supervisor that kept stonewalling me left and right. And then I requested to speak to the director and he came out. We had a great conversation. He was like, Oh, have you taken a part of the event? I was like, yeah, I'm actually a part of my VRE right now. You know, I got two, two more semesters for my third degree. And then it was a great conversation with this guy. And, you know, he was like, yeah, no, we can ride it. You know, and I met their, their, um, their, their staff that deals with all this stuff. You know what I mean? You know, to make sure privacy rights were, you know, not violated, all the other stuff. You know, they're, because their they're flow chart for protocol when it comes to the automatic denial is not to send a letter to the veteran because they don't want to upset the veteran. Because not, no adverse reaction happened. Nothing was deemed, however that was. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, per the IM and all the other manuals that come out there with this in regards to that, you know, I do my due diligence to research it. And I have Mr. Parsons to thank for, for directing me in the right light you know, part of the disabled veteran support group um, for the child support, you know, aspect of that you can go on. the. If I need to throw a link for that, I can throw that link down yeah, um, yeah. for you guys because it's, it's Jeez, very man. instrumental in the development of this case moving forward because people don't know this stuff. Um, and I can tell you this much right now, he's had, he's the only one that I've seen have case victories. Um, the only one that I can sit there and read and I have their case victory as a part of my due process affidavit because it actually works um, because it is actually doing what it needs to do. Um, and it, right now I'm watching right Marine member live on YouTube. He just, Mr. Parsons just posted um, this maybe an hour ago. Uh, wow. That's actually a good picture. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like that right now. Yeah. Um, you know, part of the veteran support, you know, group. That's um, let me see how do I? Yeah, I'm. This is the. I'm gonna copy this link to make sure because veterans really need to know this information. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if it wasn't for this group, I'd be really fucked. Um, for the support that they provide, you know, members that are there, Mr. Parsons being you know just shit i can't i can't praise it enough man because you know when someone tells you something you take it with a grain of salt and i was very reluctant you know in this whole process of getting the the, the pdpa the memorandum of law and all the other stuff and and doing anything on it because like oh yeah you know, it's like those commercials they say they're going to work then they don't work <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah i can tell you and i can be in a testament to it 
I've done the research. I've talked to Mr. Parsons extensively. I've looked up the case laws, the studies, everything, and it is down packed. It is by far the best thing you can get to support, defend your rights. Um, at the same time, you might get an ass chewing. That's fine. But we're all military members. We know ass chewing comes with fucking love. And it doesn't yeah. come with anything else. It comes with take the grain of salt. Maybe you did something. Take accountability for your actions. Let's correct the issue and move forward. Because at the end of the day, you know, and it's like you said, in suicide. I mean, I don't know how many cases that I was I was also wanting to put in there that a lot of veterans commit suicide over this same exact issue. Do we really want this road to continue? You know, for the men and women that have served this country, that have done lay down their damn life to support and defend this constitution to get violated to wind up, you know, calling it. No, well, they have so much more to live for. They have so many more people to live for in this life. Yeah, so many more people. Who system doesn't give a shit. And I, you know, I got that link that I sent you guys for that yeah um, just letting the clowns win if you end it all man that's all it is you just let one less actual good person good human being on this earth just so that the other clouds and devils can just walk around the earth willy-nilly and keep doing this shit over and over again and it's it's, it's crazy that people don't want to touch us with a 10-foot pole because there's so much money behind it i've been on a twitter campaign i know we've we've been mm -hmm. through twitter that's how we linked up um, letting them know, like, this is what's going on to your veterans. Hey there, guys. Um, you know, if you guys, anybody's out there want to join the, the Twitter campaign, they can definitely follow that. Um, because, you know, the more reposting and retwittering, getting a hold of the legislature, you know, the right representatives and going, hey, look, this needs to change. This is unconstitutional. This mm -hmm. is not right. This is This is hurting veterans more than it's helping them. It's not helping the families because think about it. At the end of the day, those kids are what's the best interest, right? And if that veteran takes his life over this issue, is that benefiting the children? Is it really in the best interest at all for those kids? It's not. Causing right. a financial barrier to curtail the ability for a family-oriented life to have your father, your, your, your father or your mother there. You know, to be a family unit, even though you're separate, you can still co-parent. Yeah. And, you know, as much as whatever hatred or however you might have, and this is one thing I had to learn the hard way, is you have to let it go. You you know, you can forgive them all you want, but you have to forgive yourself for allowing yourself to go through that bullshit. And you have to have mindfulness of knowing that you deserve better. You know what your closure is at the end of the day? Knowing you deserve better and fighting for it. Right. Giving yourself that, giving your ability to have self-love, you know, you need to meditate, you need to go out there on the range. I'll go down, throw rounds down range all day long for some, you know, some just peace of mind. Throw on my headphones, you know, throw some freaking metallic on and just start hitting rounds down ranges, pinging targets. I'll yeah. go out there and slant, you know, send it on the golf course. I'll go into the gym and just rage on the weights. You know, I'm not worried about who's watching. This is my time to get away from everybody, whether I'm in the public light or not, I'm going to do me because you're not paying my bills. <laughs> you're not the one that's there in a relationship with me. And I could say a lot of other stuff because I don't know the, the, the complexity of what I can say on this podcast. <laughs> um, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to really look out for what's in the best interest of you and your family. If you have a family, your your children, because they're your legacy to carry forward. And you don't want to put that burden on them to move forward. You know, like, and it sucks. Because think about it. Whenever a a veteran commits suicide, it's not just him. It's affecting, it's affecting the family. Yeah, you're shifting that pain. Yeah. We had a lady, uh, suicide grief expert, and she said it affects, it was like a minimum of 150 people every time you commit. Oh, my God. Every time someone commits suicide. And that's, that's, that's absurd. You would think as human beings doing the right thing that we wanted to stop this. We, we, we get all, all up in arms and I'm, in, and I'm not saying anything bad, you know, about a straw and the, and the turtles, you know what I mean? And I'm all about supporting, you know, those guys in plastic, not being in the ocean and other things, you know what I mean? You know, the turtles are freaking cool as hell, you know? Shout out to the <laughs> turtles, man. Doing that like, like, at the end of the day. Love it. Like, there, where is this support really coming from? You know, if we're not standing <laughs> together and standing up for, you know, this bullshit to be stopped we're just standing with our our hands you know sitting on our hands saying we're going to do it being hypocritical about the issue and i implore veterans i implore anybody that watches this podcast is in the same situation so as my alarm (laughs) you know to stand up to you know support and defend your rights the same way you did it with the military whether you had a good or bad experience you still serve because deep down that first moment when you talk to that recruiter you had that calling to do something better. Yeah. Even though you're out now and however the situation, whatever it may be, and I get it, it shit sucks. Shit is, you know, it's like, welcome to the suck. You know what you do in the suck? You make it the best fucking fighting hole you possibly can. And you come out on top and you prove everybody wrong because when they start pointing fingers and pointing your head to get your head down, you, you keep those feet moving. You keep looking up. And you keep fighting for what you believe down deep inside is that you can do it. Believe in yourself if no one else is going to believe in you. As I put it at the end of the day, you keep doing that. You keep moving forward. You're going to prove yourself one thing that you can do it. No matter how hard it might have been, you're going to look back at all that adversity and this lap and go, fuck, was I really, was I really doing that? Yeah. And yeah. That's, that can be a relationship. That can be work. And believe me, I've had my, my trials and all of this stuff, man being on the point where it's financial, whether it's work or a relationship. And believe me, I've had my heart freak, my heart broken many a times and I've had those issues. But the one thing I have learned and and I have to learn the lesson the hard way, I'm a hard hit apparently when it comes to that, is that I have to go through it in order to get through it. And I have to learn how to navigate this the best way on this battlefield to pick up the pieces of who I am, become whole and know that, yeah, I might have some scars, but you know what, who doesn't? But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to fight for my sanity, for what's right and what I believe 110% of the way. And no matter what's going to happen next, you're not going to hold me down. You might throw me in jail for 21 days, put me in a black hole where my visitor log was full for 21 days. Because I had family go down to the jail numerous times, and they said my visitor log was full. So no one could talk to me. Tell us I was about threatened it. with you know, getting slammed by the certs there for asking. You, know, you, you want your free phone calls? Oh, you can have those, but do you know the number? Oh. How many times huh. do we really know the number? No, it's in our phone. We have to get it. So I asked the question, hey, can I get it? And I'm just getting threatened. You know, sit the fuck down. Like, whoa, dude, I just asked 
can I get my phone, you know, can I get numbers out of my phone so I can call my people so I can kind of navigate the situation. But having legs shut, you know, you know, irons on and, you know, sitting there in the intake, like going through boot camp all over again, eating goddamn Johnny's, which is basically a three month old damn sandwich, a fucking oatmeal cream pie cookie and an apple juice that's frozen as shit. Num, 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 num. Bon appetite. You know, you can't, you can't sleep. You're sitting in this thing. My ass was numb for 36 hours sitting in this uh, non, it was just like steel you're sitting on. You can't move anywhere. You go in there to use the restroom. You think a Porter John over in fucking Iraq is bad? No, this is fucking just as bad. Uh, you know I mean? And you're just like, and, and I get it. I, I had to change the mentality. I was like, you know what? This is a deployment. This is my last month of deployment yeah. here. You know what, Marine? Let, let's let's kick this in gear. You know, let's fuck the bullshit. You know what? It's deployment. Cool. And that's the thing. And I think some people don't have that ability to switch that mindset like that. But I implore them to try. Um, I switched the mindset, and after that point, it was easy. It's like psh, twenty-one days, in my ass. I can do this on my head standing up, man. I can probably, you know, do a lot more. You know, because yeah. rusty, and I was out there working my ass off, man. You know, doing what I could to to just get the days to go by faster until I got out because war is coming. My initials do spell war. They had, and I gave them the options. Oh, that's dumb. Oh, that's they, could, they could have done right by me, by the veteran that supported and defended this constitution. You know, I pay my child support. I do everything. I can show every bit of record. And, you know, and, and during that lunchtime, you know, talking with Mr. Parsons, you know, he, he, it was sit there for two hours thinking, you know what, am I going to jail or am I going to fold my rights? Am I going to fold my hand? Man, I want to see my kids. Man, I got a job. I, I kept replaying the scenario in my head. Then I got the decision. I was like, well, I guess it's jail time, guys. Um, so I started, let's get going. Buddy. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to be going to jail. I need you to come get my Jeep. I sent him to ping. I text my boss. I was like, hey, I'm probably going to go to jail. You know, <laughs> just so you know. So I started hitting up everybody, and I went to the courtroom, and it went again. Um, there's a clip about what during that time frame. You know, if you guys want to hear that, I got that. Yeah, um, no, I would love all if I could watch any of this shit, dude. I would love to yeah. do that. And because they stream those on YouTube, it's crazy. I didn't know they streamed. Yeah, them. yeah. No, I was trying to find it, but it, it would be impossible for me to search through all the Waynes and shit in Texas and, and try to find it, you know? I mean, I, I, you know, I had the court case, or I mean, I had the dates. I mean, you guys need that to watch, to see. Um, but at the same time, like, how did I say it? Um, you went back in the court, and it's the same thing again. The same thing again. You know, it just, the same repeat of the same questions. And it was really dumb, because the lawyer was like, oh, well, did you pass them to you, the witness to me? Like, I'm this fucking iPhone. That you can just fucking, here you go. Use my fucking phone. There you <laughs> go. I have no rights in this whole fucking thing. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, here we go with the questions again. Here we start again. Yeah. All yeah, back at minutes. square one, baby. In 15 minutes, 12 different yeah. ways the question was answered, asked about what the award is. Why is it redacted? You redacted it. I'm like, Yes, I redacted it. It's like, come on, right. man. They got to, like, wake the fuck up, bro. Like, come no, on. It's so sad that it's that bad. Like, how could – it just doesn't make sense. I can't even fathom it because I'm. that's just not who I am. It's hard to even think of I mean, that and how to think that way. logically in their mind will think, god damn, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Like this dude isn't isn't giving it up. Like there's got to be a different way, or like think of a different way. Maybe the thirteenth. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe if I throw it at him again, he'll fucking catch it. Like what the (laughs) fuck? What's his number? Is it twenty, fifty, a hundred? Yeah, just keep battering you up, dude. And they kept trying to ask that question, and I kept reasserting my rights under thirty-eight U.S.C. section five eleven CFR thirty-eight three point four five subsection Bravo. I kept heading, I challenged the constitutionality of the state of Texas, you know, under the family code for it being unconstitutional to be sent to the AG. I made sure that was heard. You know what I mean? Because when I started doing that portion, that's when the judge started trying to overspeak me and told me to shut up. And I was like, no. Well, no, let me see this you need to video, get dude. Done. This I want to see right this video. You need to get done. You know, follow yeah. your oath there, your honor. Honor your oath. You know, and continued harping on it. And the next thing I know, the ba- he's like, he's like bailiff, and he starts banging the gavel, contempt, contempt. And he has the bailiff, and I didn't, I wasn't resisting. I put my hands by my back, before, you know, before she even said anything, because I knew what was coming next. Oh, and then yeah. she slams the cuffs on me. And then to give you a little inside story about that one too, as well, the bailiff during the recess was over there trying to talk to me, persuade me to giving up the award amount because her husband's a veteran too. Oh, he gets an amount through the VA. So we know there's a number. So it's, I don't want to arrest you. I don't want to arrest you, but, you know, you need to give them something. Ma'am, you know, I believe what I believe. You know, I believe God's got me here for a reason. I believe that, you know, what I'm doing is right. And my constitutional rights and my I'm federally protected here. So, Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't have to arrest you. Yeah. I don't have to arrest you. <laughs> you know, I hate to arrest you. Like... And I'm like, and she kept trying to persuade me to go in there and give something up. You know what? She gets paid too by the same people that they get paid by too as well. Oh, to win, do win. that. Yeah. So they're winning no matter what. I got the bailiff. What's her fucking bailiff. husband say, bro? Like, get Yo. him on the phone. Get him in this fucking podcast. That's where I want to know because, I, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Because after I, Whenever I got out, I went back to that courtroom. You know, and I went to go get paperwork because I was like, I'm getting the court transcripts. I'm getting everything. It's funny. You arrested me 10 days ago. Right. And you you remember who the hell I was. I remember who you are. Yeah. I remember your your husband's a veteran. I remember you trying to persuade me out of my benefits to go and give up my rights. You looked at me and, and, and they were defensive. Everybody in there was defensive. They looked at me like, oh, shit. Wonder how many people they arrest in a day, though. You know, can't yeah, be more than that's why. I mean, why five would they, or ten? Why would they do this shit all I, day I, long? I, I like to think I'm pretty memorable. Yeah, yeah I would I mean, say I so. so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if they have to sit and listen to that shit for 15 minutes, bro, they, they, you ought to remember. Unless they do this shit, or they must be doing it all the fucking time. Because I'm saying that's, that's just the standard, bro. This is where Pop was saying, getting together a FOIA and getting all the veterans that have been in this situation stand the hell up. You know, and I think that a lot of go, you know, they'll go, oh, because they think there's no one that's going to stand up. I'm sorry. I'll support and defend this constitution. I will defend my rights. I'm from the home of come and take it. You fuck around, you find out. You know what I mean? I'm from that small town. You know what I mean? Like, well, we believe in doing the right thing by people, no matter what race, color, nationality, creed you hold. You know what I mean? Doing the right fucking thing. We just need to get in the office, bro. Once, Once we get one motherfucker in office, dude, that actually gives a shit. You know, that's I mean, I, I've I've sent out tweets to Marcus uh, to Mr. Uh, Congressman Latrell, 
to uh, to uh, Daniel Crenshaw, you know, uh, okay. the senators, everybody else like that. And I'm going to continue that campaign trail. And if anybody wants to join, uh, by all means, yeah, you know, dude. let you know, jump on that, tweak this thing out, because the more we get any traction, the better we will get heard. Um, but I look at it, we, we really need to do something because it's affecting the mentality of all the veterans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I can't speak for other veterans and how they feel, but I can understand this much. It sucks. Yeah. I can understand going home after a long, hard day of work and then jumping into legal bullshit to wasting money on people telling you, Oh, we can't do that. You need to do this because they're going to do this. Like, I don't want to deal with this bullshit. Why can't we just, you know, yeah. like this shit should be fucking, it. yeah, this shit should be fucking easy. You know, it's like in the military, they tell you it's, it's, you know, the kiss method, keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I try to follow that as much as I can because, and as much as I want to church it up and sexy it up, keeping to the simple basics is what makes it sexy. It's what makes it work. And when you read the stuff that, that I've read and I've continuously been working with the past year, doing college homework, doing essays, then staying up additionally until one, three in the morning, going over the, you know, the PDPA to make sure this type is typed down correctly, make sure I have the correct verbiage or attachments. And Mr. Parsons chewing that ass and I have no problem with it. You know what I mean? Because I just say, you know, it, it brings me back to that military aspect that someone gives a shit. And it's like, Hey Marine, pay the fuck attention. And all right, good to go. Let's do this. You know, there's, cause we all have those moments where we're fucking stupid. There, you can be the smartest person fucking alive. You're going to have a stupid fucking moment. I guarantee you will. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But in this situation oh, yeah. where veterans need a voice, they need to stand up and not give away something that they've fought for. Because the way it was taught to me was that, and this is what I got from a 32-year retired sergeant major when I was doing my, my exit. Whenever you, your VA compensation or benefits, think about it. If you were your age now, that, you know, without going into the military, do you have any of the same issues? Would you have any? Say, no. That's why the compensation is there to give you that. That's why you have to go through all your stuff, and the VA makes their determination. That's why they have all the rules for it. But at the same time, that's what it's there for. So don't be afraid to speak out on what is going on. You don't want to be the sick call warrior. I get that double dog, but I'm telling you right now, when you yeah. say, no one gives a fuck. You're going to be pissed off, bro. Out of pocket. So, yep. you know, say something because a closed mouth does not get fed. Yeah. And, and this is where I was reluctant on the PDPA and everything. And I wish I would have got it sooner, but I'm glad I got it. You know what I mean? And the help that I've got from the disabled veteran support group i mean it's been it's been impactful i only wish more would stand up to join this i mean i put down um the site for the gifts and go fund i know the inflation right now is killing people out there but even a dollar helps to move this forward because if we have more case victories moving forward in this mm-hmm. it's only going to stop this fucking bullshit it's yeah, only going to make go shit we didn't piss off a whole fucking bunch of veterans we can we can and i love jason aldean's song try that in a small town oh yeah I heard about that. And I, I look at it, I'm from a small town. And at the same time, the more voices, the more shit you, you piss off a bunch of fucking veterans. What's going to happen? The oh shit moment's going to pop off that fuck around and find out. 
is going to happen. And mm -hmm. if we can pop that off to make sure we do this in a, the correct legal fashion or the correct standing up of things so that it's not misconstrued moving forward, it's going to create change. It's going to make change happen. It's going to make constitutionality issues go away that are currently here. And this has been a system since the 70s that's been going on like this. Yeah. You know, Rose versus Roses was deemed dead in 1988. You know, that that shit got put down you know, like a dirty dog. And yet everything you will ever look up on the Internet will say, oh, Rose versus Rose, da, da, da. And lawyers will quote this shit like it's the Bible because it's their way around the system. I'm sorry. There are things that are out there that have been made. So that is gone. That yeah. shit doesn't matter no more. Tell me something about an old chick that got fucked in the ass later on. I don't care. You know what I mean? Uh, like, amen, day, brother. That Rose versus Rose was deemed dead. There are other acts that were in place by Congress, by the president, by all this stuff moving forward to protect veterans like me and you in this situation that are federally protected rights. The VA has its direct adjudication on this. And to slap the VA in the face, I would, if I were the secretary, I'd be pissed the fuck off. Oh, state court, really? Okay. We're going to send down all these lawyers to help this this veteran out. And I, and I get that's in the perfect world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know me. If I were the secretary of the veterans, you know, administration, I'd be pissed the fuck off. Oh, my letter, did, my letter, my, my authority didn't mean shit. If I was a director, it didn't mean yeah. shit. Because they told <laughs> oh, yeah. Me. No, that's it, bro. And yeah, this I is the crazy part. When I got, when I got there, when I talked director and I told them, you know, I need something to prove. And then the guy was like, this is a letter that's going to, you know, it should work. And they've never turned it down. Da, 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 da. They threw me in jail for 10 fucking days because I try to cross-examine it. Why I'm not in contempt of court. Cross-examine the same evidence that that opposing counsel put into motion under oath. Put it in the court. It reads it right there. It says zero. Income is zero. If we can't read, then why are you a lawyer? Why are you a judge? It's all a money grab. Yeah. And we don't care well, about families. I just sent you some some AI shit that might be able to help you, bro, on hey. Twitter. Hopefully oh, yeah, that, I that pop up, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's some some it's AI uh, lawyer. Shit. Wanna... But yeah, hopefully that can help. I wish I might have to get into yeah, just look into what a lawyer would take and shit because I don't really know what I want to go to school for still. So get the AI and figure some shit out. And that's the thing with with using your veterans benefits, and this is why we're trying to create the uh, the VRC over at St. Edwards University, and I'm, a, I'm the vice president of that, is to give veterans the ability to figure it out. You know what I mean? To hey, these are all the benefits you've got. Let's use them to the max because there's so much money that is not utilized for yeah. veterans that is out there. And they'll just cut that budget down if we ain't using it, bro. The same thing like we're like I'm fighting now is that. They're federally protected rights that every veteran has. They're not getting hurt. They're getting trampled yeah. on. They're getting treaded on. They're violated. And we need to stand up so we can prevent suicide. We can prevent the bullshit nonchalance of this system bending over veterans backwards, putting them in fight or flight mode and making them feel that they have to sit there and resort to certain instances that in the right mindset probably never happened. Yeah. And... Well, shit. At the end of that, when they arrested, they they put me into the you know they slapped the cuffs on me, 
you know, I asserted my rights. I kept telling them they were in, they are in contempt because I objected. Basically, the factor of cross-examining Exhibit A is my proof source right there. You you put it in evidence, stupid ass. Like <laughs> you you literally gave yourself the news to hang yourself, and at whatever I'm calling you on it. Oh, contempt! Lock him up. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna sit there, and as you said, this was a administrative process, right? Like I said. Um, yeah. That we're in for justice. Administrative justice, yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So yeah. where's the yeah, justice? No. And you think that's fighting for his constitutional rights? Yeah, you'd think Texas would be a little better about that, huh? For and real. that's what I were to believe to myself. I'm I am proud to be from the state of Texas, but I'm not proud of the legal system on that aspect. I can yeah, say that much sure. right now. And you know, they they put me into the other spot, handcuffed. I got handcuffs, all shit on. I'm already like, I'm going to jail. So all right, cool. Let's just uh, try to figure something out. You know, can I get, can I get to use my phone? I already texted everybody. Yeah, I'll probably go to jail. I need to let them know now I am going to jail. And, you know, I kept asking that. The one bailiff, the old man was pretty cool about stuff. But he was following the law, his, his rules. And I was like, shit, okay, whatever. And then I finally got to text out, hey, I'm going to jail. All right, I'll see you guys in 21 days. <laughs> um, and then the next thing I know, they brought me back out again into the jury's box and there's in, in the gallery there's a lot of people i was surprised because before then there wasn't so much i was like what the fuck okay cool all right walk out there handcuffs do, 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 do. i'll try to make jokes make a lot of the situation you know what i mean because yeah why not that's how we do it baby why not at that point that's how we do it this is a for my butt to sit on cool you know right on nice do you want me over here do you want me right there do you know how do you want me to stand uh oh it's not awkward or weird so you, know, you want me to bend out. over too Throw a nice they had, dress they had, on. They had me take off my belt, and I had my my dress shirt. I have I have my shirt stays on, my slacks, and I thought you know I lost a little weight, so I was like shit. I was, I was like, well, you guys took off my belt, so if you see my chonies, you know here you go. Yeah, you oh know, you baby. It is what it is. Yo. <laughs> and then they he he's like, you have two choices here to answer that question again. You're you know either every other week, you know every weekend up until the next court date to to turn yourself into jail to answer it, or you're going to serve consecutive time. Don't like, mind if I do. You told me jail or jail to answer one like, question that I've already told you. <laughs> I've asserted my rights on over and over again. God yeah. No, I'm not answering this question. I'm asserting my rights again under 38 U.S.C. Section 511. Uh, I'm challenging the constitutionality of the, the family state code. You need, you need to be sent to John's, you know, A.G. John Scott. Bang, bang, bang. 21, da, 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 shut up. You know, like, I'm like, what the fuck, <laughs> man? Like, honestly, like, to be they're, like they're they're the smartest dumbass I know. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. You passed the bar, bro. They passed the, pass the bar. The they bar, bar for fucking intelligence or common yeah. sense is fucking. Below That's what I'm saying. The bar bullshit. can't be that hard, bro. It, it can't be that hard. It's all these people that are just book smart. It has to be. They're just book smart. Don't have a lick of street smart. And that's the you thing, and I hope that by, by doing podcasts like this, and I'm grateful to come on you guys' show, and I thank y'all for allowing me that. For sure. Yeah, that we can raise awareness for situations like this and other things because I'm very mindful. Like I, I, I practice meditation. I will do, you know, other different things. I will mentor and, and guide other veterans if I can within my mm -hmm. scope. You know, if anybody wants to come to me, you can talk about anything. I'll listen up, man. Like I've in 37 years, I've been through a lot of shit. And this is where you ask, you know, how how are you getting through this? I'm like, I gotta say, dude, you look pretty damn young, bro, for 37 and been in the military 13 yo. years. 
I mean, yeah. I was fucking grunt me into that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, normally you look like 57. Prepping with their coffee and cigarette and fucking arthritis. And I mean, I have, I got, my <laughs> energy, don't get me wrong. But, you know, when I became a personal trainer, I started discovering how recovery and mindfulness can really reverse a lot of these issues. They're yeah. still existent and they're still going to be there. Like when I was in jail, man, it was hard to fucking sleep. Like my back, like it's just fucking the things that I have started kicking up. I was like, fuck, man. So we had these books in the bag. They were like weights. And, you know, we had like our makeshift gym in there. And I, was, I started looking. I was like, I, I got to figure move. the fuck out. Now. I got to move. Yeah. I got to keep moving. I got to keep going because if I don't, I'm going to get stuck in that moment where yeah. depression can seep in where that, that moment might happen. I was like, yeah. I am not that person. I will fucking not. I'm going to fucking continue to fight. You can shoot me as many motherfucking times. I am not going down. I'm sorry. I'm fucking Superman. You ain't kryptonite. I'm going to fuck you over. Watch. Wait yeah, till I get out of here. Wait. It, was, yeah, it was that thought process. Wait till I get out. Wait till I get out. It's because coming. Yeah, you know you were getting I'm out. I'm going to make sure that they understand one thing. You don't mess with a veteran. You don't mm -hmm. mess with his family. You don't go against his constitutional rights and violate him. Because at the end of the day, as veterans, that's what we stand for. That's why this podcast is here. That's why we do what we do as veterans for other veterans. Because the moment you fuck with one of us, you fuck with the rest of us. Oh, and yeah. one of us is going to stand up clearly enough to go say, fuck you, sir, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Well, shit, man. Thanks, thanks so much for coming on, bro. I, I would love to see the video. So if you got those links, you email or Twitter, whatever the hell, because that's that shit, bro. That that honestly, it would brighten my day watching you in there. Just yo, you know, I'm gonna give the updates when it comes, and we'll I, we'll still be linked up because I mean I still yeah. like do a lot of great work with you guys in this because I do believe you know mind over matter. Yes, and sir. having you got you got to have a positive outlook no matter the situation, mm -hmm. adversity, because at the end of the day, you know, it's the question that kept getting asked to me is, you know, have you ever thought about suicide? Have you ever thought about killing yourself? And the number one question I tell them is, fuck no. You know why? I got three kids that depend on me. Their mother ain't worth shit. Yeah, I, I respect <laughs> her as a mother. Like That's working really at McDonald's, bro. Had me, fool. I thought she was great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> other than that, like, I have three children that depend on me, and it's a promise I made a long time ago that I would never abandon them. You know what I mean? And then I can't, I'm not faulting my dad because he died of brain cancer when I was, you know, barely 13 years old. And I had to learn how I took that time frame and I was pissed off at the world. Don't get me wrong. And I had my moments where I was a troublesome little asshole, but I made a decision conscious enough to go, I'm going to create something better for my life. I'm going to continue pushing forward. I'm going to continue to do this because when everybody told me you fucking couldn't, I proved them wrong. And I continuously do that every day. And I shot myself because right now, I should be dead 10 times over by now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Deployments, being back in the rear from just stupid shit happening that just, I'm like, yeah. look back, like, what the fuck That's how I look at it, too. It's like, why the fuck am I here, bro? I, I don't, I don't. And there's a purpose. <laughs> I don't some stupid shit. Yeah. yeah We've almost. On the other side of the screen, this podcast and doing this forward. And yeah. it's. I don't know, man. I, I'm very appreciative that you guys, you know, asked me to come on. Allow me to speak. I know it's like two hours and 14 minutes right now. 
But I mean, at the same okay. time, like this is what happens in veterans groups. We we get on a subject and we just go. And it's gone. Yep. We yep. And and we'll and we know how to listen. We've been trained, literally trained how to listen. And that's the me and Kevin talk about it all the time. That's the number one thing that's gonna help stop suicides. It's just someone we need someone to listen. People don't that's listen it. to someone each other, shut bro. the fuck up and listen to what I'm saying. That's all people will tell you can understand a person. By not even saying one word, they'll tell you everything about them, bro. If you just shut up and listen, right? Yeah, and that's what I think a lot of we're people here are afraid of to do is to listen or even speak up. Yeah, you know, nowadays communication is either a text message or some other bullshit, and you don't get the context behind it. Yeah, like people are afraid to communicate because they're oh my emotions about. Dude, you know what? Yeah. You gotta be strong enough to be vulnerable enough to not let bullshit bother you. Yeah, I can open up and be an open book. You know what? It, you're not going to hurt me. You know why? And I, it took me a long time to come to this realization. I can be vulnerable, open up, and give you everything, but I'm not going to allow you to hurt me because the moment the only way you can hurt me is by me allowing you to hurt me. Right. Yeah. But now you know who I am, so you should know one thing: I don't quit. I don't give up. I'm going to fight for what's right, and I'm going to do the right thing by people because that's how I was raised. And I believe that there that no matter how much adversity you could ever face, you can overcome it. You gotta look up, send up that prayer, keep those feet moving, get in the gym, read a book, go meditate, go get your rocks off if you need to in the right way. <laughs> but keep moving. Yeah. And keep doing the things that are gonna make you happiest in life. And don't worry about the haters. Because at the end of the day, all the haters out there, I got more fans now than I ever had because the haters that were the haters, now my fans. Yeah. Yes, sir. Bro. And I look at it like I'm. I'm very appreciative, guys. Honestly, I can't tell you enough. No, um, man, we are too. Thanks for coming on. Like this yeah. is uh, this being is so, what we set out to do. You know, being so open too, man. That's that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, you just let it rip. Yeah, that's how that's, I am too. That's how it all started. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and that's uh, believe me. I, right now, I'm even my shoot i'm even i i have the stuff to start a podcast myself honestly I, I was thinking about it beforehand and i had a lot of my like i sent out the link for pops um podcast and and now mm -hmm. it's out here and i was like shit i started a podcast too i was thinking about it you know yeah bro if you need help fucking, you should dude sure we've been doing right. it for about about a year and a half or a year and yeah. some change now so shit, dude. Don't mind not helping taking it, anything away from you guys, but at the same time, you know, the more of us that are in doing this. Oh, no, dude, there's room to eat for all of us, bro. Yeah, more than there's enough, room bro. to eat. Strength in numbers, right? Shit. Yes, sir. And veterans need to do right. that, man. We need to remember those good old times when we were fucking sitting there in the suck of bullshit <sighs> and going and slapping over the dumbest shit ever because it was, yeah. you know, you don't want the yeah. chili Mac and Maria, I do. Fuck that, yeah, fuck that chili, man. Bro, I had seven of the tunas fuck in a row during basic training, bro. I was wow. trading everybody for that tuna, Amari. Keep that damn tuna, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me that shit, bro. I'll no, take it. Let me eat. Give me the fucking oh, yeah. pork rib, bro. Sign me up. <laughs> but all right, bro. I'm about to go work on this car now. Yeah, you got oh, some yeah. iron to pump that. over here, too, so. Hey, here we go. Get, let it out. Now yes, I'm pissed. Sir. I want to, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I gotta finish move, getting unpacked and everything here, man. Yeah. And I got some homework I gotta finish up for a speech class. All right, Fine. well you know how to speak, bro. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, 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 from what I believe and what I know and what I feel, 
Makes it easy, bro. Yeah. But all right, man. We'll catch you later then. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It'll be all over the place. I'm going to clip it up a lot, too, now, because there's a bunch in here. Oh, yeah. Um, all the links will be down below. Gets, I'm curious. Gets I, I've not seen in the viewer bases. I know what pop. I, I did not expect the viewer base that it, that it has received. No, yeah, we're we're a little low on him, but we're. I mean, I'm telling you, man, he's huge. one of these days. This this shit will be this shit will be on our YouTube and everything forever. And me and Kevin do not plan on stopping this one bit. So at some point in time, no, I have have yeah, yeah, I can so. see this taking off. I mean, I can. I mean, that was shit, bro. Someone commented already, y'all. About hey, shout out, dude. No, that means a lot. Wow. At some point, man, it, it will blow up, and that's what I'm. That's why I want to go to school, get the money. Go, I'm working to get the money, and all the money is just going to flow into this because we'll be able to make money and live off this like Pop does. And sure enough, we'll be able to. You just got to manifest it, man. You just got to see yeah. it. That you see yourself yeah. there, put yourself there. You will be there. It, yeah, no, it'll happen for sure. We, I won't quit. Like you said, we won't quit. It will happen because the only that's the only way it doesn't happen is if we do quit. Yo, <laughs> yeah, like it, it will happen. Like it will happen. We will affect the masses. And you got to put the I'm positive affirmation out there and keep pushing yeah. it because you put the positive out, you're gonna get the positive back. Yeah. Yeah. There's gonna be moments of negativity where you slip in. You got to turn that shit into a positive note. Smile, dance in the fucking rain, and sit there and just go. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna make it work. Yeah. yeah no doubt. No doubt. That's how it works, man. But all right, man. We'll catch you. Uh, catch you with the update, man. Yes, sir. Love to hear it. Peace out, man. Have a good one.